0: I'm Emily Swallow, I play the armorer on The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett, and I am on Below the Belt Show. This is the way.
1: The Below the Belt Show is closed captioned for the hearing
2: impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up, goes down. Wax off.
1: Yeah,
3: here. yeah, that's right, guys. It's time for another episode of B2B, below the belt in the mother of F-ness. I'm your host. Al Soto, and this episode, your host with most here for your weekly pleasure and, uh, wow, another amazing, amazing show from top to bottom. I see the the, the big energy in the room, <laughs> or lack thereof, on the on the face of the one and only Mike <clears throat> the General Zod. He is also known as the man with the calming presence, the Persian prince of pop culture, and also known as the Zodi <laughs> the zaddy
4: <laughs> so, hey, everybody it's um <laughs> as always an immense, immense pleasure lack thereof <laughs> you shame me, Mr. Soto. <laughs> I demand satisfaction.
3: <laughs> I forgot to call you also the improv king, yes, the improv King, but we also have another king, another king in studio in the virtual studio that is. He is the once and future king. He has one true knight and the last Numenorian, Martin Lopez, back on BTB.
2: Happy to be here, and
3: of course, along with the
2: royalty of the Prince of Persia. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all I'm not about, only
4: royalty, but I'm a high ranking, uh, I've got a high military rank. I'm that's right, a very, very yeah. polite. You know or who you are.
2: Like, You're the guy who takes over in the coup, right? Like you're (laughs) you're the the king's son who's been general, so like you're the lawyer to all the troops, and like you finally rise up against your father, and like your reign is over. (laughs) Well, that's better than that's better than the other thing where like you know you ever
4: seen those pictures of um I guess he's King Charles now, not Prince Charles anymore. That's my coronation. (laughs) when he was the in chance. the Royal Air Force and you see him, he's all skinny in his like military uniform and everything. It's like all of the the British royal family has to do military service, which yeah. I guess is pretty much them sitting around and waving and <laughs> looking good for the, for the
2: camera. Oh, no, no, no. They got to do the stuff. They got to do basic training and all that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, you're already appropriate then, Zod. You're a general and a prince. so Yeah. You have both of those covered and uh... – I guess I don't have any royal titles uh, associated with yours truly. I'm just celebrity Soto, your host. Well, you're, you're
4: you're you're a man of uh, you're you're a man of the meritocracy. You're not you know you're not <laughs> the
3: title. Meritocracy, I love it. Um, I'll let, like to start with promotions and plugs before we get into everything in the world of entertainment. Let's start with Martin Lopez. You hey, gotta, you got something to talk about.
2: Yeah, so I uh I landed a lead role in a feature film, so pretty stoked about that. That is uh, fucking awesome. Woo-hoo! Pretty fucking awesome, yeah. And especially because like the last two fell through. Like I had a rough year last year, where like I landed two big projects, and they're going to be filming over the summer, and one was right. in France, and like they all died. They all died. Like I didn't. I was good. I didn't even. I didn't even fucking talk about them. I kept it quiet until like. Yeah, nope, that's hard they is, this <laughs> yeah. A, is this a full length film? Like a two hour long film? Yeah, it's a big deal. I'll be filming for a month in Atlanta.
4: Oh, yes, Atlanta. that is so fucking cool. Congratulations.
2: Yeah, pretty cool. Uh,
1: it's Have you the done? Author-
2: it- have you done a feature film before? No, that's the thing like i've done I've done plenty of lead roles for smaller stuff right that yeah. you know generally doesn't get seen, and then I've done tons of work in features. I shouldn't say I've done work in features, right? So like I did like all yes. the Crusader fights in um, the Sultan and the Saint. Yeah. which was your know, like big multi-million dollar production like yadda yadda yada. jeremy irons was the voiceover so like i've been on those but then like i didn't matter in those this is the first thing that i've been like the lead guy in something that also matters
3: <laughs> what can you tell us about anything the can
2: yeah 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 so um yeah i got to be careful about that because you know you don't want to dick it up right out of the gate like so here's what happened at the end um but <laughs> spoiler alert yeah. the mom right.
1: dies.
2: Right, so it's it's with the uh, it's written by Zane, the author Zane. So most people are uh, familiar with she's from Planet Zane. Excellent writer does uh, has a, a book series, and she's also done uh, a couple shows already. Like she's been a showrunner. Uh, she worked for Showtime, and she did a series on Skinnamax back in the day. Zod, I know you know what I'm talking about.
3: Yeah, yeah. which one? Yeah. Yeah,
2: I don't remember which one. Which is okay. like, I, you know, I talk,
3: but I, talk I, am, to I am
2: familiar with Skin and Max as a
3: yeah, concept. me too.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, any anybody from our generation, like that's yeah. where you first you saw yeah. your first pair. Yeah, like when, you, when your your parents are out of the room and you have the volume okay. down like real low because you don't want them to walk in that
3: sort it of. Sounds thing. Sounds like it's a good production, hands. Uh, what about your character specifically?
2: Okay, so he's an interesting guy. Uh, he's not a bad individual. He's he's a good man, so to speak he has made a series of questionable choices. um, And he's trying to deal with the fallout of those. So it's set in the time of uh, quarantine. And it's like a small podunk town in the Midwest, which I get cause I'm from Northern Indiana. And this, this place is generally dying because there's no work, there's no way to make money. So everybody is kinda just having a rough go of it. Um, and in the middle of like that sort of intensified situation that already is bad, right? Some other bad situations happen, but a lot of it's about it's a drama. Most of it's about uh, relationships. Um, there's more than one involved, which is part of the problem. In that whole, it's very human. I really liked the script. You know, very cool. Yeah, you're supposed to say that as a as an actor, right? If they're, like, looking at you for a role, you're like, oh, whatever. But, like, this is a script I actually enjoyed. Like, I actually genuinely, without lying, <laughs> liked this one. Uh, because I think she does... A, and you can tell, like, it, it's better writing. She does a really good job of dealing with human nature. Because there's a difference between having genuine feelings and wanting to do the right thing and then actually executing it. Uh, especially when it comes to, like trust and romance and family and all those types of things. And I think she does a really good job of putting people, uh, different characters in different situations where, like, you can see both aspects of that or like, you know, this is the right move. This is the move I want to make. It's not necessarily the move I did make. How do I fix that? Because it does matter to me, even though I messed it up, that sort of thing.
3: Wow. And you get to go to hotlanta, Georgia. Yeah nice what kind of budget uh, of this film how
4: intensive was the audition process before you got it like how many times did you
2: have to read we're not going to talk about that uh it was good to me we'll just we'll just leave it
1: at that okay okay okay. it's
2: it's very it's very in line with my acting career like nothing happens normal with me it's it's one of these yeah the stars kind of aligned yeah
3: things
1: things
2: yeah things just went well things just went very well
3: are you able to see the level of a budget of the film? Is it considered a low budget indie or high, higher budget? It's it's
2: it's it's not it's not like shoestring, but it's also not like it's not big budget Hollywood. Like it's okay. it's it's a of you know a real legit production, but like they're definitely trimming the fat. So I don't have my own trailer with like my name on it and like minions a good to yeah yeah <laughs> that's, like that's,
5: yeah. name yeah on yeah, that those
2: yeah, those are fun, right? So like, that's not what that's... we're dealing with. But like, you know, they they you know, the paycheck's good. I'm happy with the paycheck. Uh, you know, they're covering all the stuff they're supposed to cover. I don't need to skim for anything. It's not yeah. like I need to like call your anybody logic, in the area and be like, your logic, you
3: know, "Atlanta's taken care of."
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just show sense. up, do my yeah, job. That... Collect a solid paycheck. Hopefully it's, you know, a project that uh, comes out okay. That's the other thing, well, too.
4: Do you have to, like, is the writer's strike going to be a problem with this? Like, in case Mm-mm. they do re- re- rewrites or anything? She's the writer. Okay, okay. Yeah,
2: she would have to strike herself.
3: Gotcha. <laughs> I know a lot of productions are on hiatus or, or on a halt because of the writer's strike. We'll get into all that writer's strike a little bit later. But, yeah, it's,
2: uh, it's easier because she's, like, she's a primarily a writer, who, like, occasionally puts on, like, the director's showrunner hat. So
3: it mm-hmm. sounds like an amazing So product.
2: I really think our writer is not going to walk off the project, is what I'm saying.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, you haven't mentioned the title yet.
2: Uh, it is A Toxic Relationship.
3: Nice. Toxic Relationship. All right.
2: So, once again, I'm typecast.
3: Do you have a a, um, a lovely lady playing opposite you? Yes. Yes. That's the best. <laughs> yeah. That's why you gotta love lead roles sometimes. Sometimes they give you a, of uh you know a very lovely woman to work opposite of, you know.
2: There there are several wonderful actresses attached to this this
3: project. Oh fantastic. Look All at you. You're
2: you're you're
4: the uh you're you're the first one mentioned on the IMDB page. Look at See?
3: that. Oh, snap. Okay, you're
4: checked checking the actors out. I I haven't even looked. Yeah.
1: Wow. There's okay. Martin
4: Lopez, then Chiquita something. What's her last name? Chiquita all- Rhodes. Okay. And Heather Ray and Andrew
2: Breed.
3: Awesome. That is amazing, man. Uh, yeah, that I is amazing.
2: We, I didn't know we were up an official yet, but that's fun.
3: <laughs> I guess so. I guess it's, it's official. If IMDb says it is, then I guess it is official. Yeah,
2: yeah it's it's like back in the day, <laughs> relationships used to be Facebook official. Like now, it's IMDb official. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not really a project awesome. until you know.
3: Now, Zad, I knew you. you you're, you're um, been busy with, on the improv circuit.
2: Yeah, I have. I had a
4: um we had a we had a show last Thursday. And uh, this Saturday, which I know this probably won't be um, posted in
3: time for the show, <laughs> we we'll can go post-posted. plug it anyways. There'll be future yeah. shows, yeah.
4: Yeah. So <laughs> if you happen, whenever you listen to this, people in podcast land uh, happen to have a time machine, you can go back to Saturday the thirteenth because I will be taking part in at the Baltimore Improv Group a thing called a little thing called Kaleidoscope. And what Kaleidoscope is, is like most of the time, like the, uh, in the improv community, like most, uh, most um, improvisers, improv performers, what, what have you, they, uh, they're on specific teams. Like um, my group, like people that I've been doing, doing it with for like a year now and, you know, new through classes, is called Full Transparency. But what Kaleidoscope is, is kind of like a weird, I don't know, like a an improv draft. <laughs> That's the best way to describe it. It's like, uh, so there's two teams there's two captains and then there's 16 improvisers from you know oh no so you could get
2: picked last like dodgeball and gym class i could i could i <laughs> totally
4: could everyone else in it has been doing it way longer than i have and are like way better than me so i'm totally expecting to get picked last but it's maybe like you, maybe you'll
2: be the the new cool kid
4: exactly yeah that's that's what i'm gonna go for like yeah, you know new the, cool kid I'll have to wear the leather jacket and the big sunglasses and everything. Oh,
3: okay. <laughs> That's
4: but, awesome. But yeah, <laughs> but it's like a, but it's like an, it's like that where they pick the, uh, they they pick the two teams and then you do like this like two different montage shows with the teams and then the audience I think votes at the end who
2: they liked better. <laughs> and so uh, we just gotta stack the audience. That's all we got. We gotta get together yeah, a shit ton of yeah. people.
3: Well, why so, don't you plug so, the website, Zod? If, if if they are listening a little tardy, they can actually check out other great shows and maybe yeah. even a future show show of yours there.
4: <laughs> oh, it's bigimprov.org. So it's uh bigimprov.org. That's the name of the the website. You should go and follow Baltimore Improv Group and Highwire Improv because we do shows with them too. Um, on Instagram, and they routinely will post the schedules for the individual teams. And yes, yeah. happen to see the name Full Transparency? Go see those shows because that's me, and I'm awesome, and I've got awesome teammates, and a really, really, actually, and you're a, fully
3: transparent, aren't you, Zod?
4: Absolutely, you can okay. see my skeleton at all times. <laughs> I'm like, a, I'm like in uh, Depeche Mode in the in the mid '80s.
3: Okay.
2: The kids aren't gonna get that reference, man. Yeah, that's
4: really that's really not. I, I remember that was uh, that was the thing they used to say they were Cause, so. Cause white the yeah. Oh, let it. me
3: see yeah. you stripped down to the bone. Is that what you mean? Yeah.
4: No, it's uh, like there was some comedian and he did this whole thing. Reach out and touch my pancreas. Oh,
1: Okay.
3: Because
4: <laughs> you did.
2: Uh... Yeah, because I do. I feel like Depeche Mode is like '80s '80s. It's not like late '80s bleeding into early '90s Friends material. Like Depeche Mode is like weird 84 stuff where like people are walking <laughs> around in clubs dressed like Tron and stuff like they're like 80s 80s
3: but it carried over well into the 90s and, and the yeah. 2000s and, when, and when, when there,
4: they're still they sold out Madison Square Garden they sold that's out right oh, I would go see was it, there it comes
2: on I jam, I'm not saying it's not a jam I'm just
4: saying
3: <laughs> I was there Zoddy Zod <laughs> when, when was their last big hit um precious um yeah, I'd say the song "Precious" was good, and they just dropped a single. That was like two thousand. New albums. They're yeah, they're coming out
2: with they're coming out with new stuff. They just dropped yeah. an
3: album, "Memento Mori." Man, maybe
2: yes. I'm just not in the, the. You're gonna love. I do you know what that is? Memento.
1: Memento Mori?
2: Yeah, "Memento Mori" is Latin. It means remember yeah. that you will die.
4: Yeah, it's like wow. a, that's what the it's it's what the gladiators used to say before they would um. Yeah. They go before they would go into battle. Or yeah.
2: no. Oh, I didn't know if it was a gladiator thing. I know it from Shakespeare. So, uh, William Shakespeare's son dies, his Hamlet, which causes him to write his greatest piece ever, Hamlet. And at the end of that work, he writes that, like, in the script. He writes memento mori. And he writes it on everything he writes from that point forward. Okay. Yeah. Just... As you can imagine, the death of a child is somewhat traumatic and tends to affect a parent. That is,
3: <laughs> Martin, I'm so glad you brought up Shakespeare because we have to plug a dear friend of ours, Vinnie Mack, Vince Eisenson, who is in uh, Chesapeake Shakespeare uh, for you in the DMV area. Vince portrays an amazing Hamlet. I got to check out his show this past Friday. Again, it's ChesapeakeShakespeare.com. Uh, and, um, of course, you all remember To be or not to be, that is the question uh, Whether to snowball in the mind To suffer the slings and hours of outrageous fortune Blah, 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 you know you know the gist But uh, Vinnie Mack, uh, frequent guest co-host of BTB And good friend and amazing actor uh, Please check out his uh, amazing performance of Hamlet uh, Shows are running until May 21st so, uh, got to give a shout oh, out man. and a plug for Vince Eisenson.
2: Yeah. yeah got to get out and say and see it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Limited. I got, limited I got to
1: go troubles. check, out. Gotta so check think it out.
4: You got to check it out. To be or not to be is more famous than the Alas, poor Yorick, uh, speech where he holds up the, um, holds up the skull. Yeah,
3: yeah it probably is. <laughs> um, not only I got the ch- chance to check that out on Friday, on Sunday, I had an amazing day in New York. Did this all in one day. Can you believe it? I got to check out Jessica Chastain's performance in A Doll's House, which was um, a very um, renowned play. It was a revival of a yeah, very renowned play.
4: Yeah, Henrik Ibsen. That's like from, right. It was like written in the late 1800s, like
3: the 1800s. Yes, very good. Yeah. This one took a very artistic approach with a very minimal set that utilized the rotating stage um and uh, all the cast were dressed all in black from head to toe and um it really just kind of stripped down the performances really uh and uh again amazing performance we got to talk to jessica a little bit at the stage door which is great and then after that uh thank you sag and disney plus for inviting us to the american-born chinese a new york premiere which was pretty awesome got to check that out um i got to meet uh a lot of the cast, um, uh, including Oscar winner herself, Michelle Yeoh, uh, which was pretty awesome. I'm so happy I got to meet her. Ki Juan was in the house as well, and the rest of the young cast because it is a coming of age. Um, is Key in
4: in in the cast for American
3: Chinese? He is. He is an American oh. Born Chinese. Yes. Yep. He's in the he's in the pilot episode, and he'll. He'll uh, be in more episodes. Uh, they, we got to see the first two episodes, and Azad, I know you're a fan of the graphic novel,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and you interviewed the creator Gene, Gene Luen Yang. Yeah. And uh, interestingly enough, we, I guess we were, we were both not aware that they were already in production for uh, the the live-action version of American Born Chinese, but here we are.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I remember if I would have known, I would have asked him way more questions about that. Instead, I I asked him about his run on Shang-Chi, right. <laughs> which, which he enjoyed. But it's like uh, I would think this would be a much bigger deal to him personally. Oh,
3: yeah. He's, he's uh, one of the executive producers as well. So um, a very, very cool event. Got to check out the after party. They had an amazing setup with oysters and jumbo prawn on ice. They had a dancing dragon, a really cool photo booth. They had a signature uh, drink with dry ice it was like a smoky drink kind of a mystical drink kind of in theme with the show and uh yeah it was a really really good time so make sure you check out drops on disney plus on may 24th um and as i know, I know you've read the graphic novel so maybe you when you see the show you can compare it but i thought it was a brilliant job i know they updated some references to kind of uh, be more uh, contemporary because a lot Mm -hmm. uh, it was, it was written in the early two thousands, I believe. Yeah. 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 That was the
4: thing that got him as a writer, like on the map.
3: Yeah. Okay. There you go. So uh, yeah, that's really, really cool. So, but yeah, well let's go ahead. Um, Zod and I got to check out the big, big Marvel movie. uh, So we're going to talk about as well. So let's go ahead and uh, talk about everything in the world of entertainment. So here's our theme. It is time for the Hollywood report.
2: That's hot. That's bananas. That's off the chain.
3: That's right. Maryland's own Benji and Joel of good Charlotte. Hollywood news name. All right. Super Mario Brothers has finally been a uh, dethroned from the top of the box office despite it winning uh, earning over one billion but we'll get to that in a second the new number one movie is guardians of the galaxy volume three that's right um weekend opening uh, in the u.s of 118 million um and uh yeah I, it was fantastic it was a fantastic film zod you saw it i saw it
4: yeah we we saw it
3: it was a fantastic. A lot of a lot of people are saying it was the best Marvel film since Avengers Endgame. I don't know. Um, that that's definitely a bar mm-hmm. uh, to surpass. Do you want to know why?
2: Do you want to know why? <laughs>
3: <laughs> what, why do you think? Why do you because think? Because
2: Guardians Mark? of the Galaxy is specifically immune to preachy identity politics. <laughs> Thank specifically you. Specifically
3: immune. That is a big reason. Yes. Yes.
2: But, like, I was nervous it would even happen with this one because, like, the way it's been going, like – I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I even agree with the vast majority of the social causes that Disney seems to be fronting. I just, yes. like, you don't need to preach, like, everybody, like, yes. all the time. And sometimes when I go see a movie, I just want to go see a movie. I don't be like, hey, you saved the whales, fucker.
3: Like It's oh. escapism. It's escapism. <laughs> you know? And that's exactly what it is. It's yeah. James Gunn. This is his swan song for – the MCU as you know he's going to the DCU. Yeah, he defected. Uh, so yeah. yeah, he's this is his uh, farewell <laughs> and uh let's just talk about some of the highlights of, of the film itself. Um now um well, I want to preface this by saying uh listeners, if you have not seen Guardians of the Galaxy, you might want to um listen back after back you back watch the podcast
4: movie. about 10 minutes.
3: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, as we will be talking about some of the very, very amazing, WTF, jaw-dropping moments that happened in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, first off, it, it had an incredible soundtrack. Yeah, everything from Space Hog to Florence and the Machine um, to uh, what else? side we we had some. Well, they movie.
4: they had a crazy, crazy on you. But, I mean, is crazy on you? Yeah, crazy on you by heart. That's by a, heart. Yeah, that's yes. a really great song. They had that. That song. Um, what else did they? Oh, they had the really cool uh, "I Dare" by The Replacements. That's a there really cool song. Yeah, and um, yeah, it was a really really great. Oh, and "Creep" by Radiohead. Did you? Creep.
3: Radiohead opened the movie, and it yeah. was actually an acoustic version, uh-huh. which was a beautiful rendition. I mean, Tom York. I mean, one of the best uh, best vocals in, in <laughs> rock and roll. You know. Um, <laughs> But, um, but, let's talk a little bit about the film. So it re- was really all about uh, the main antagonist, high evolutionary uh, attempting to kidnap or take a rocket raccoon, and in doing so injured him severely, that the guardians had to go on a quest to um a cure i guess a cure or a a, a way to find a, w- a method to to save his life to
4: save him yeah because yes. there was a there's an added complication where um the high. Evo- i mean it turns out that uh Guardy uh rockets uh rockets life uh like the high evolutionary is pretty much um the creator of rocket that's right and, and he did he did something and it's shown as they show the flashbacks to Rocket's life that him and the High Evolutionary. The best way to describe it is he's like he's like the the Evolutionary's like greatest creation, and the High Evolutionary hates him for it. <laughs> like truly, like they show how much. Like, what's the name name of the actor who plays the High Evolutionary? I, I know he has yeah, like a uh, name. Uji. Yeah, that's
3: Yeah. Oh, I like that guy.
4: Yeah. Yes. He did an amazing job just portraying someone who's, like, you know, can simultaneously attempt to be benevolent and just be so yeah. fucking, like, insanely
2: cruel and
4: just hateful. That's, Make you want to hate him.
1: Yeah. And and I've it, seen him
2: do really well with a couple roles in some, like, lesser-known projects. Like, have you ever seen the movie um, The Exam? No I never had. Oh, I heard about that one. yeah, go watch it. It's okay. one it's a phenomenal movie. But, like, you know, it's low budget. There's like there's a couple actors and actresses in there that you'll recognize now, but like, this is before anybody knew who any of them were. Whoever the casting coach was for that film, like good work because, like you saw talent on the way up. really mm-hmm. good movie, but he's one of the main guys in that. He does very very okay. well,
3: okay. yeah. but Chuck Woody, yeah, fantastic job as the main villain. He sends Adam Warlock to go after. Oh, it.
2: yeah. Warlocks said yes. that's a, that's a you know, they left him out of the Infinity Saga. Yeah, like, which he was is- He's like the number two most problematic dude in the Infinity War, mm-hmm. uh, and they like blipped him out of that. So it's kind of weird to bring him in now. Well, <laughs> but he's like, still he, the cocoon. He's
4: Totally different in the movies than he was in the comics. Oh yeah, because uh, yeah, like you say so, yeah,
2: you're scared of him in the comics.
4: Yeah,
2: well, I mean, he's he has he, he got really really up, huh?
4: Scary, he has some really he has some scary scenes in in the but like um, yeah, they kind of they kind of made him into this kind of like you know, big dumb goof who like, um,
3: naive you know, because he's, he's got kind of the, um, maturity of a child, even as yeah. an adult's body, because of, I guess the, um, the process of him growing in that cocoon, right? Zod. Right. Kind right. of a, that's weird. Yeah, so yeah, mental... no,
2: in, in, in the comic books, you did not fuck around with Adam Warlock.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and he's yeah. like,
4: he's always represented this whole like cosmic side of Marvel, the whole like spiritual right. cosmic side. And they, always, they almost kind of portrayed him for a while as like almost this like kind of like messianic figure in a lot of the a lot mm-hmm. of the comics.
2: And yeah, none of that is there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 like like yeah, he knew all kinds of stuff that nobody else knew. Yeah, like, like you know, like like guiding the rest of the characters to their destiny. And he just you know yeah. was like he's very like Gandalf for y Exactly like, in exactly. the comics. Yeah,
3: yeah. and it, it was good to see Adam Warlock again initially as an antagonist, and then at the end of the movie becomes um, one of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, because uh, yeah. it kind of stays is, true to amazing. the comics. Right?
4: It is amazing how much. What's it's Will Poulter is that his Will name?
3: Will Poulter, that's right.
4: Yeah, how different he looks now than he did in like um um I forget like, the
3: movie you're talking about the one with Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, yeah. Like, what was that called?
4: The The Millers. We're the
3: yeah, Millers. We're the Millers. <laughs> we're
4: the Millers. <laughs> <laughs> and he was also in Hereditary.
1: Yeah.
4: Oh no, not Hereditary. Midsommar. Midsommar was. Yeah. Oh, dude, he's been acting since he was like six. He's in all yeah. kinds of crap. Yeah, yep. and. He looks, I mean, he, like, my God, he looked like almost a totally different person, like whoever,
3: however they bulked him up. He got he, him in, he got him in superhero yeah. shit, no doubt, you know, yeah. but he looked great with the, with the gold, you know, uh, and, uh, again, yes, he starts <laughs> off as the antagonist sent by the high revolutionary to go after Rocket Raccoon.
4: Yeah. I mean, he's, he's kind of starts out and he's kind of just like a, like a thug. In right. The, yeah. Right. And, and uh from the very
3: beginning for sure but uh Dudes. i guess we could talk about his his uh his redemption zod right yeah I
1: guess so you know. th- this is Go one ahead.
3: of the most wtf moments um that could probably cause a lot of people to cry in the theater um uh, apologize martin to, t- to talk about what you it, gotta but, do it's all right i'm a big but boy. um we all thought that star lord was gone and mm-hmm. uh you know in the uh the uh, void of space uh, as you know not not many i mean not many people can survive space but i guess he's half immortal right or half ego of the living planet i guess odd. yeah which probably helped him to to survive being in space for so long but it was only not only that but also rescued by adam warlock who is kind of an immortal right is he considered an immortal or a uh, celestial powerful He's Super one of proud.
4: those, he's one of those in Marvel, there are certain characters that you know are powerful, but you don't know exactly what their powers are. Like, okay. he can do, like, lots of, you know, like, they, like, um, Ronan the Accuser was like that, too, mm. where he can, like, shoot energy blasts and seems like, really tough. But, like, it's not like, you know, how you would know, you know exactly what Spider-Man's powers are, or, you know. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, we got a list, and he's got a good yeah. set of
4: skills. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
3: But yes, Warlock instrumental in saving Star-Lord's, uh, Peter Quill's life, um, which was uh, definitely a very heartwarming moment, let's just say. And uh, kudos to the all the cast, all the Guardians, um, you know, um, of course, Chris Pratt and um, Zoe Saldana, uh, who played Gamora. As you know, I was kind of, you know, hoping, hoping that she would fall in love with uh, uh, Star-Lord again, but we didn't see it this time, but maybe... Maybe for the next uh, film where they appear together, if if, if that's going to happen. Uh, Mantis, uh, fantastic job by Drax. Dave Batista did fantastic. I really
4: liked uh, Pom Klementov as Mantis. Yes. I do think she's like... Uh... Yeah, she
2: does a great job. Yeah. a great job.
3: And in this film, Martin, she does a fantastic job. Yeah. Yeah. Her, her the Christmas even expanded. special was
2: hysterical.
3: <laughs> that was fantastic.
2: That was absolutely yeah, fantastic. Yeah, she drilled the Christmas special.
3: Absolutely. And... Uh, you are the yeah. Kevin Bacon. <laughs> And of course, Groot, I am Groot. Oh, did you,
4: did you catch the uh, the thing? I mean, I don't know. This was probably a huge spoiler, but...
3: Uh, yeah, so can, you can talk. You, well, we already, we already warned We warned parents. the
4: people. Okay, okay. So at the end, Groot says something other than I am Groot. And it took me a while after thinking about it, what that was supposed to signify.
3: Yes, what does it signify?
4: Okay, so you know how through almost all of it, like everyone seems to understand Groot, except for you know us. Yeah. And they made a they made a point that the Gamora, since this is the Gamora from the past that hasn't hung out with the Guardians, she keeps complaining about how she has no idea what Groot is saying. She's like, "Yes, I get it. You're Groot." <laughs> and, and everybody else is like, "What are you talking about? He's saying this." And uh, so oh, the- I know where this is going yeah so at the end he says i love you guys and like people everyone understands it clearly and i think what that's supposed to represent is because like right before that gamora understood her understood him too that that's supposed to represent that um the audience because we've known groot long enough we understand him too like the way that it's a
2: family concept yeah like his wow. family understands it so now we the audience have been part of the journey we're now part of the family we can hear him talk too okay exactly
1: yeah okay. well well
2: intuitive i like that quite a bit
1: yeah it's worthy of an english major okay
3: wow very good no that's a good that's a good um
2: i don't know i have no idea if that's what
3: this is just your best guess
2: or not intending or not
3: but yeah that's like- yeah, it's,
2: I haven't seen it. Like, it sounds correct. It sounds yeah. proper in terms of pacing and theme. So we'll yeah. see let's we'll keep an eye out when I, when I watch it. So
3: when when I – yeah. so when we watch it, Zod, you know, I, I already saw some things that I've seen on the internet alluding to the movie, making people cry. So I go into the movie expecting people to die, some of our favorites to die, and and everybody survived, Zod. Everybody survived, and I think it was just so, so – i guess it was just tears of joy really
4: well there are there are some really really like you know there's dark scenes with uh with rocket from his childhood i mean especially like uh you know from his origin story when all of his friends were um and then like you know the that that whole setup that rocket had like they show rocket's childhood and it is such a fucked up childhood where like uh,
2: yeah. Well, yeah torturing animals isn't isn't great on any scale yeah yeah and um but it shows like you know,
4: he <laughs> just like really deep friendship with uh, with these other like mute um uh, kind of um i don't want to say mutilated but like they've mm. all they they all have these like weird like cybernetic grass on them and mm. everything they're these like
2: genetically altered
4: yeah yeah yes. but they're these like really touchingly sweet characters uh, they're like you know befitting a disney movie these like touchingly sweet animal characters and they all get like slaughtered mm-hmm. and then like i could see i could see that as being a cuz that was a pretty tough scene to watch and um I, I mean, like, I don't know, I guess that's more of like, that's hitting a certain, a different kind of emotional beat than I think yes. the emotional beat you're expecting for crying. I mean, to to induce tears, but I can see that happening for a lot of people. Like,
3: and you know. It's, it's really the disbanding of the gardens that we know. I think that's really what it is as well. As Nebula decided to to uh, be the sheriff or mayor of nowhere. Mm-hmm and drax is going to be a dad to the lost young aliens that were rescued from the high revolutionary evolutionary sorry um and then mantis is going to go off and find herself so apparently she's
4: been those giant monsters
3: (laughs) yes with the three giant monsters (laughs) um and i guess by finding herself because she's always been um i guess under control whether it was ego living planet which you found out in the holiday special that 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 they're siblings, uh, Quill and uh, Mantis are siblings, and that the Ego Living Planet <laughs> is the father of Mantis as well, which is just mind blowing as well. Um, and uh, we find out that Chris Pratt's Star Lord, Peter Quill, will travel back to Earth to reconnect with his grandfather. Um, and Gamora has decided to stay with the Ravagers, which is the group that was led by Sylvester Stallone's character. So um, it was a it was a breakup. Basically, of 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 the Guardians, and of course, the Guardians have a new iteration, I guess, so to speak. Now is going to be led by Rocket, which I think is pretty cool. Um,
2: it's my favorite guy, anyway.
3: Rocket is the new leader of the new Guardians of the Galaxy. Of course, Groot remains by his side.
4: He got a he got bulked up. Groot
3: got big and huge and bulked up exactly. Yeah. And then you have Cosmo, the the Russian dog. <laughs>
4: Um we'll it was kind of with... an awesome character. I liked Cosmo a lot. Yep.
3: Yeah, we'll, we'll also stick with the with the the group, as well as uh one of the Ravager's pets, Blurp, who was a furry Fasaki. Was that uh, the was that the, the
4: Ravager's
3: pet? I the thought... Ravagers uh r- cute little uh cat. Wasn't that Warlock's
4: cat. Adam Warlock's pet?
3: Well it became Adam Warlock's pet, I believe it was one of the Ravagers uh, pets at oh. first. Yeah. Um and um Adam of course, Warlock. we mentioned already, Adam Warlock, now a member of the Guardians. And um, last but not least is one of the prisoners. Um, now, I found out we're, we're trying to figure out who, who this was, Zod. So one of the prisoner uh, young girls prisoners uh, joins the Guardians is actually Phyla. Um, oh,
4: Phyla Belle? That's, that's who
3: right. Be. That's right.
4: Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. She is a pretty well-known Marvel character.
3: I knew you would know who she is, Zod.
4: I yes. had no idea that was supposed to be Phyla Vell.
3: That's that's what yeah, this is what I'm reading right here. And uh, Phyla Vell could...
4: is the daughter of um, Marvel, who was the original Captain Marvel. That's right. And, and she who was a dude. Yeah, who was a dude? <laughs> it was a guy. <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the movie, in the movies, it was played by Annette Bening. I yeah. think, But it was a dude in the comics. And okay, go ahead. Yeah,
3: Keep and and we'll have a connection in the upcoming Marvels film. So there you go. And yeah,
4: uh, you forgot Craglin. Craglin was on the team too. Oh,
3: thank you, Craglin. Who is? Uh, I guess is he the brother of Yondu? Or just He's a same,
2: Ravager. He's
4: he's just, a
3: Ravager. Just I mean, they both have the he's spiky. He's the brother even.
2: of James Gunn.
4: Yeah, so yes. Well,
3: we know he's the brother of, of James Gunn. I, <laughs> and
4: and they, the spiky thing was like a As hat. He's the it's not. It's not like a. It's not like a mohawk or anything. It's like a hat. A, Don't you remember? He he put
2: like um. It's how you get the it, the arrow. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta have your. You gotta have
4: your You gotta care.
3: have it. So Yon, know, because you know dedication to Yondu, he had this similar. Yeah. Yep. So yes, let's not forget a Craglin, because yes, he is James Gunn's brother. <laughs> of course, he,
1: nepotism <laughs> and he's does been well. In, he's
4: been in every James Gunn production, hasn't he? I mean, that's because why. Because
2: nepotism- he's James Gunn's
1: brother.
2: Yeah. <laughs> my if my brother ever produced a blockbuster? I damn well better be on you better screen. Better be in it,
1: right? <laughs> damn. What,
2: what, what was I gonna do? There's there's a buddy of mine right now. Like, and we're not close, but, like, we're close enough. He's show running a show on, I forgot whether it was HBO or Showtime right now or something like that. And, like, he hit me up with this news and he was all stoked. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's that's fantastic, butteroo. <laughs> like, probably going to be looking for some actors. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs>
3: So that was the the first post credit scene was yes uh, getting a glimpse of the new guardians that will be led by Rocket and there was a second post credit scene right was it was it
2: X Men
4: no not yet uh, not yet it was a more low stakes like emotional thing about between um well Peter Peter Quill yeah I'm just a like uh. Because if it was about the X-Men, I think I would be, like, freaking the fuck out. Well, because,
2: like, as soon as you guys said the High Evolutionary, like, his tie-in with with Magneto and his kids is huge. Exactly. Like, I I, I don't know if you know this, but, like, Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch grew up on Wanda Mountain underneath, like, the watching of the High Evolutionary. Like yeah. I was like, "Oh, bring it in, bring him in." Yeah, bring yeah, in.
4: I'm, I, I'm a little bit, um, little bit aware of that stuff.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and no, no X Men, but it was, um, it was Peter Quill going home to Earth, and finding and being reunited with his grandfather.
1: Uh
4: huh. That's right. Which was a, which was a nice, uh, it was a nice like, like emotional beat. The, the grandfather wasn't played by. I mean, did you I, recognize I, the I, actor?
2: I was gonna say I would have searched a superstar cameo because they love wasn't working in superstar cameos.
3: I thought it was I thought it was Peter Gunn's dad. I mean James Gunn's dad. Uh, I gotta I gotta verify that, um, but I yeah. think it was James because Gunn's dad. it
4: was he wasn't like a superstar that I was like oh wow this guy's in this and. Um, and it's not like it really like i mean it was just this funny little beat where he's like eating cereal with his grandfather and um
3: and that yeah, I'm, I'm sorry it was not james gunn's dad his dad passed away three years ago he was dedicated in the movie but uh yeah was i'm not the sure not sure that who the actor was that played the grandfather but the most important thing was the text that went across the screen that the legendary star lord will return Yeah. So there you go. Um, So that that's great. Um, So the thing is, I know they're not going to do a Guardians four. I know that they're, they're going to stop doing the multiple movies beyond three, I think they're making an exception for Captain America. Um but um and you
4: could you could say before. that, you know, it's Captain is starting over because it's not gonna be Chris Evans. That's Chris right. Evans isn't gonna appear in it. So you could say that's it's right. the beginning of a new franchise.
3: That's right? true. Yeah, but they, they don't want to do the continual they don't go beyond three. <laughs> um I, I think also Spider Man's the exception of that one. So that's such a money maker. But um yeah, I mean Guardians Three did not kill off any Guardians as many expected it to um and uh we left happy and and very had great emo- you know very happy emotions and uh it was a fantastic film i would i write it rate it um up there uh, yeah I, I would rate it in the top five of of um of the mcu movies i thought no way home was fantastic and i thought end game was fantastic so i would put guardians three in that group oh really
4: i've really yeah. that's actually that's actually a pretty big deal It is you, a big yeah.
1: deal
3: yeah <laughs> I would.
1: I don't
4: know if I'd put it top five. It's in the. I would. I would put it in the top ten, but top okay. five is a little bit tough.
1: Yeah. So okay.
3: yeah, cause
2: top five would be like better than Civil War. Yeah.
3: I did love Civil War. And
2: better than Black Panther. Yeah. yeah and the first Black and Panther, the Winter
4: Sol- or the Winter Soldier, or Avengers, or um yeah. like any of the Spider Man movies.
3: Would you? No way home. No way home is up there. Yeah. yeah. That's that's the best of those, but um. So that was a number one movie in America. But um, I know, um, Martin Lopez, that you were very happy that Super Mario Brothers broke all kinds of records. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe, I, saw
4: your, I saw your post about like...
1: Yeah, uh,
2: Disney being dead. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, it 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 takes away the argument. Like, I I get that I'm in the wrong era, right? Like, I care about truth and facts. And like, we just live in the world of spin. Like, that's all. But... Right. You know, for like the last year or two, Hollywood and Disney in particular has been cranking out subpar products, Amazon as well, just really, really subpar products. And all of them have been like narrow minded and preachy and even with good intent, it hasn't been good art, it hasn't helped anything. But Mm -hmm. their excuse for all of that was like, it's not us like the material is fantastic it's just covid and blah 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 and, you know but you know with the last three or four pixar films went nowhere uh the last few like beloved um Disney movies yeah franchises or whatever like didn't go anywhere and then warner brothers comes out of here and just makes a fantastic movie they take an intellectual property that's beloved they respect it they don't mess with it they don't make it something that they want it to be and they throw it out there, and boom, the planet loves it. Everybody's in the freaking movie theaters. So, like, no, it's it's not what you guys are talking about. It's that humans are tired of the product
3: that you're producing. That's right, and, and I, I don't think it was one of us. Universal, right? Oh, sorry. Universal, I, I, yeah. I, I know. Yeah. Universal Bro. Super Mario Brothers uh, movie with, uh, of course, also Chris Pratt. So Chris Pratt is in the number yeah. one and yeah, number two it. movie, uh, which. Again, even if it's a number two movie, it still made eighteen point six over the over the weekend. Domestically gross five hundred eighteen million, and globally one point one six billion. Yeah, it is in the billion dollar club, guys. Can you believe it? Oh my yeah. god, That is amazing! Like, amazing. It's like hey,
2: dear Production Studios respect the source material that's all you gotta and do
3: and they did that
2: yeah but that's what i'm saying and like surprise people really liked it so like that's right yeah all you gotta do to print money is give us that beloved thing that we all grew up with and don't mess don't mess with it don't
1: mess mm-hmm.
3: with it that's right so it's the first movie from illumination the company behind despicable me and sing to hit the 500 million mark also surpassed toy story 4 Become the fifth biggest animated movie of all time.
4: Boom. Really, really uh, surprising to hear. But yeah, I'm glad a lot
3: of... You weren't crazy about it. Yeah, I didn't didn't love it. I I
1: know a lot of people did, but
4: it's like... uh, I know, like, I was in a theater where a lot of people really came out happy. But I don't know. I don't know. I just... I wasn't feeling it the way a lot of other people were. I think it's... uh, I thought it was kind of formulaic and it was like, I would have liked it better if it was a little weirder, but then again, that would have not have made it successful. Like uh, you were saying like about not fucking with the intellectual property. Yeah. I totally yeah. get that. And I totally get that. That's why it's successful, but I don't know. It.
3: I mean, I didn't think do much to me. Bowser playing piano, professing his love to peaches is weird. So,
4: <laughs> well, that's a that's a scene in one of the games. Actually, they 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 show it where like Bowser's trying to woo. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, there you uh, go. It's yeah.
3: Oh, sticks of the cl- uh, the source material. Source yeah. material. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And maybe
4: maybe if I wasn't so familiar with the games, because like uh, I know the games because my son was absolutely <laughs> obsessed with uh, whatever the most recent is it Mario World Mario
3: yeah i believe it's mario world on, odyssey on i C, think it's
4: right? mario odyssey
3: on the uh yeah on the switch right
4: on the switch yeah and he loved it, and he played the shit out of it, and he, like, constantly, because it's, like, this two-player game, so he always wanted me to play with him, which is great. I love doing doing stuff with my son. Of course. But, yeah, Your but
3: good it's, dad. like... You're a good dad, but,
4: but, but, yeah, I got a real crash course in, like, the, the ins and outs of Mario from are, are, Yeah,
2: are you now an expert? Are you... I know, a, little, <laughs> a little bit of one. Next time Variety needs to talk to a Mario expert. <laughs> there you go. Like
3: there you go, Zod. So,
2: so, so, so from that, from that,
4: like, and, and I was watching this and I was like, okay, this is where they're going to, you know, th- what's, what's a good example of this? Like when they did the, like, you know, when they brought in Donkey Kong, for example, I yeah. liked to I liked Donkey Kong a lot. And <laughs> he was, he was cool. He was a cool character. It's all love like Donkey,
3: Donkey Kong, 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 you know, yeah, you top of that. <laughs> <laughs>
4: But, like, the, a lot of a lot of the rest of it, like, it was still a lot of that, you can, you, if you believe in yourself, you can reach for it. Which I guess is the, you know, a good message, like, you know, especially since it's geared towards kids. Yeah, but, that's also, that's, uh, that's
2: exactly how I expect the people of Mushroom Kingdom to talk, like, all yeah. the time. Like, do you want to go to lunch? It'll be the best lunch ever! Like, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly how I expect them to talk, like, every yeah. single
4: line. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, uh, like, uh, why was Brooklyn so Low, so sparsely populated, it <laughs> was like really weird. There was like no one in Brooklyn except that one Italian family.
3: a <laughs> that's, that's good point because that's one of the biggest cities, you know the biggest <laughs> populace is New York City, and Brooklyn's included in that. so
1: mm-hmm.
3: another fair point, but uh, no, I thought it was fantastic. it didn't it didn't go woke, It didn't go broke. um, it did well. <laughs> sorry to say, but um you know they they stuck to the characters. They didn't change the ethnicities of any of the characters. They stuck true to uh, <laughs> to the the, the yeah. intellectual property. That's all, you know? So that's well, why I mean, people...
4: You know, what is the ethnicity of a mushroom?
3: <laughs> <laughs> They're mushroom people, so they, I guess... It, yeah. I'm going to go up. with uh, shiitake. Shitake. <laughs> <laughs> Shitake.
2: They're
3: shiitake. Uh, yeah,
2: shiitake. There, shiitake it's from. Yeah. Shiitake.
3: The number three, four, and five movie, respectively, Evil Dead Rise, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, and Love Again so those are the um the rest of the top three i haven't seen any of those three although i heard evil dead rise was really good Yep. Yeah.
4: yeah we got a we got a positive review from our wait our server our
3: server our, yeah before we saw guardians uh, we we got uh served by a very very cool uh individual i don't know how Yeah, else.
4: interesting person i don't know how to describe it because <laughs> you know he's a trans he's female to male but but i mean it's
3: still and, female in every way
4: but still female
2: in every way and right. like i mean
4: hasn't
3: started any transitioning process maybe
2: maybe they're just right at the beginning of the transition
3: no so like brand well, new
2: please.
4: trans well, like well like like he uses, he uses he her, he him pronouns right. but he said that uh he's like he models yeah he models oh so you're saying he's very
2: pretty that's what you're trying to dance
4: right.
1: about
2: well, There's nothing like, wrong with him being really pretty. Just call yeah, him. Of course not. Of course not. But it's yeah. like,
1: like hey you, Brian. Like, you're
4: hot. Totally, totally <laughs> oversharing so much stuff. I was yeah. not I was not expecting this.
1: It was, but very it was different,
4: really yeah. cool. And uh like he he looked uh like he he even said like uh he he had no interest in getting a penis. Like he didn't want right. to. Like he he wanted to get top surgery, but not had no interest. And I and yeah, I was, a lot of them do that. Okay, okay. I, I was kind of surprised by that. I, I had never. Yeah, me too.
3: I was yeah. very surprised. I guess I think Alan Page is not going to go any further up in the surgery. Oh
4: really? Elliot Page
2: isn't going to get a penis?
3: I don't think so. I'm gonna have to Google that it's, one. It's
2: a, it's a, it's a lot more complicated.
3: Yeah. It's more dangerous. It's, it's more they, expensive. Yeah, That's
2: cool. yes. so like if you can if you can look. Fantastic on the outside, and find somebody special to talk them through the little yeah. bit of difference you got and going on. And there is on.
4: obviously like, paraphernalia that can take that place too. Yeah, <laughs>
1: and so, yeah there's all kinds of stuff. You and can
3: weaponry do. And, and things you can strap on, yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, <laughs> 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 to change that. But, uh, anyways, we should delve too too deep into that one, Zod. <laughs> no, oh, we're just, we're, be, we're
2: being open-minded.
3: Yes, we are. We are. We are, we are very open-minded for sure. Yeah, we but, are. Uh, oh, they right. they were lovely. Or he was lovely. We're, yeah, uh, we're
2: we're accepting. <laughs> okay,
3: um, Chachi He was the hottest he I've ever you seen. Know, you know Chachi would be teasing us right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Ch- Chachi he would be like, well, he's, he's he a
2: resident a Republican. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. We got we got to be a both sides program. That's yes, exactly. I'm i a registered independent. So like I even that's, out your whole scale, which all, right. that, all that all it means is in Maryland that's, I don't get to vote ever. They they won't let me
3: because I won't pick a team. That's the drawback for the independent.
2: Yeah, I don't get I don't get to be a fully functional american just a presidential voting that's it just
3: Presidential voting. That's
2: the right. only time they want to hear from me
3: <laughs> i'm okay with that i'm okay with that as well um the big movie that's coming out is The little mermaid and reviews are in yeah. uh, for most people that saw it they loved it you know um, oh that's not what i heard they said that the film is being praised as close to being the best live action disney movie um, an absolute joy. Well, to
4: there's a there's a super vocal minority, but it's a minority.
2: Like, oh I, no, I'm not even talking about the, the race. I heard the fish looked creepy and were creeping people out. Oh, really? Yeah. So like nothing. Oh, political so this is, this is specifically so about ever. the
4: movie instead of some stupid yeah. ass political thing.
2: Yeah, no, I want to be okay. bringing that shit up. Like I okay. heard I heard like a number of reports that like I guess the fish looked too real. So like it creeped people out.
3: Yeah, because they they can't go for an animated looking fish because it's considered right. live action. So, so things
2: like sitting there with its dead eyes, kind of.
3: The sea creature, ha- yeah. sea creatures have to look like real sea creatures, like yeah. kind of like the Lion King. They tried to make it yeah. look as, but yeah, yeah. That I that worked understand.
4: out. That worked out well with the Jungle Jungle Book and Lion King, and um.
3: Yeah, and have you have cool. either of
2: you seen it? The The Little Mermaid. No, That's I
4: yeah. oh, okay, That's It's
3: going to be so uh, that... hitting theaters on May twenty-six and um apparently they said Bailey singing holly bailey not to be confused with holly berry uh her singing is unreal um and that the holly berry is ariel and then that she nails the role you know there's of course a lot of criticisms a lot of some people up in arms about you know the changing the ethnicity of of ariel but at the end of the day a mermaid is is a fantasy creature so uh you know, it doesn't really have to be tied yeah. into any ethnicity. I mean, obviously, you want to stick with the red hair to be you know, close to, to.
2: Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. What, what do you got against people with other color hair, bigot? What's <laughs> wrong with brunettes? Why do you hate I, blondes so much?
4: Hey, what's <laughs> wrong with bald people?
2: Why does it have to be a redhead? Yeah. Listen, right. do you see red? It's time I get some representation in the role of Ariel. Right? <laughs> Not a redhead.
1: Can't right. relate.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I'll check it out You know, it's again, drops May 26th Check it out Um, What did you guys think of the Dune Part 2 Trailer that dropped Oh,
4: Oh, Uh, shit, I haven't Seen it yet, oh my god, I gotta see that
3: Well, the trailer, uh, did it it Not play in the previews, if if I'm Not mistaken, Todd? Oh, was
4: it while I was? Maybe fishing? you
3: were well into the popcorn that was, was spilt all over the movie theater floor. Wait,
4: possibly. <laughs> I, miss, I didn't see. I didn't see the Dune the Dune yeah. 2 trailer in the in the previews.
3: It's a fantastic trailer, and uh, apparently, part awesome. two is an action-packed epic war movie. It's more yeah, deaths.
2: There's battles. There's killings. There's more... guerrilla affair. There's yeah. intergalactic warfare. It's gonna be phenomenal. That's,
4: that's so true. it's supposed to. It's supposed to just do the rest of the first book. Like they're not going right. to. Have
3: Yep. Yeah, this is the okay. second half of book one, and it will yeah. deliver more action than the first installment. The first installment Way didn't far. have as much action.
4: Yeah, it was. It was, so, I mean, it was. So I've got a I've got a deadline to finally finish reading that book, which uh, I had dude. I've it's one of the best books it, ever written. <laughs> I know, I know, and I've started it and then put it
2: put it yeah. aside and then started it again. And or that's just that's so what I'm having trouble with. Like the fact <laughs> that you put that book aside is insane <laughs> to me.
3: Well, like, aren't you getting spoiled by by reading the book again and getting you know getting the storylines like fresh in the mind? Well, night.
2: I already know the story, but it's that. just uh, like fair. yeah, the...
4: I
3: don't know
2: about that. Like it's really complicated. Like he makes this incredibly detailed world with different rules and pasts and you know yeah
1: yeah
2: i get that that. but it's like
4: because like i've uh but but since i was in high school i've picked up and and never finished that book like um so good mm. At at least a dozen times so now i'm gonna i'm gonna sit and like that movie comes out in the winter right
3: uh yes november 3rd
4: okay okay so mm-hmm. that that dune is going to be my fucking summer book i'm going yeah. to so
3: that more, i guess it would be the fall so yeah
2: yeah one, one of the things i think everybody should read like dune will make you a better man by reading yeah. like it's a phenomenal <laughs> book
3: there you go there you go and of course all your favorite casts will be back of course Zendaya and timothy chalamet uh, rebecca ferguson josh brolin javier bardem stellan skarsgård dave batista Charlotte Rampling, Stephen McKinley-Henderson, and new cast members include, of course, Florence Pugh, um, Christopher Walken, Leah Sadu as Lady Margot.
2: Who is is, uh,
3: Walken playing? Um, Walken is the Emperor.
2: Oh, the Parasha Emperor.
3: The Parasha Emperor. (laughs) House
2: Carino.
3: Yes. Florence Pugh is Princess Irulan Carino. Another great character. Yep. And um, Austin Butler, Elvis Presley uh, from the recent Elvis movie, is going to be Fade Rautha. Fade
2: Rautha? really? Oh, that yes. worked, that worked. that's a good role for him.
3: Yes, the Olympic sword master crossed with a psych serial killer. Yeah, he's an assassin. Dude, what well, you're right. gonna
2: do outside of like large scale battles? You're gonna get like duels of honor. You're gonna get like one on one sort of assassinations. You're yes. gonna get yeah, shit gets bloody real quick.
3: Yeah, so that's the big uh, trailer. And you get uh, more worms and more worms. Yes. Shy Halud. Yes, yes, you get a glimpse of that in the trailer as well.
2: Blessed but, be the Maker. Yes.
3: yes. <laughs> so another a trailer uh, that dropped of a sequel is Meg Two: The Trench. This is a Jason Statham's, uh, you know, sequel to the Big Shark, <laughs> the legendary of uh, huge uh, shark, uh, which the first one grossed five hundred thirty million worldwide oh the, the meg sequel. yeah the meg yes that's right meg to the trench
4: 30 million dollars it grossed a half a billion dollars
3: the first wow. one did yeah so they're finally coming out with a sequel the trailer was really good um the have you seen good. the
2: first one i've never seen it i
3: I've seen I, like was,
2: i like st- yeah I'm 40 minutes into it i started okay. it, i started like 40 minutes of it like
3: and a, then, week a week ago oh a week ago okay yeah you're gearing up for the sequel or just you just no that, i just
2: you know it seemed seemed like i had some like rating to do with something mindless i could put in the background uh, something
3: that's a mindless that's a mindless uh, thing. yeah see a giant it's shark it's not eats like some dude, you have to pay attention dude. yeah but um yeah, Statum's teaming up with wu jing a massive star in china who starred in blockbusters such as the one on earth wolf warrior the battle lake Sh- shag jin and they go to an underwater journey to the bottom of the ocean to investigate new creatures so um check that out um zod you did see this trailer oppenheimer
4: oh yeah It's yes, yeah. christopher I'm, I'm psyched about
3: that yes his upcoming um film um which again stars florence Pugh, another another <laughs> actress that's just really killing it right now emily blunt cillian murphy robert downey jr matt damon Leslie. oh jeez that's oh, gonna be amazing
4: gosh. yeah yeah i mean in oppenheimer is uh, robert oppenheimer has in Amazingly interesting story. About. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he's like uh, what he's written about, like you know, the in- insane amount of like because he actually had a lot of guilt about yeah like, being one of the fathers of like the most destructive weapon in history. Yeah, yeah. Yes. The and, worst decision
2: we ever made. That time when humanity stepped its toe over the
4: line of too far exactly exactly and like there's a there's a documentary which has him it's just like these um these interviews with him and it's done on this like really really grainy grainy film and it has this like really like eerie whispery voice throughout it and it's like so crazy to see like like it actually like you know and he's talking about like you know Cause he was a he became a big follower of um, I know it, it sounds ridiculous like to put it like this but he became <laughs> a, like of the the Bhagavad Gita which is like the same thing as like yeah the, yeah, the um, Hare Krishna cults and everything but this new yeah and so he's like <laughs> he's like yeah so he's he's a super fascinating guy and I really hope this movie does him right.
3: I mean, it is it is in the hands of a great director, you know, so.
2: Yeah, Nolan's amazing. Christopher
3: Nolan, who did Tenet and Dunkirk, the Dark Knight Saga, Inception, Interstellar. Uh, So this drops July 21st. The most
4: recent movie was Tenet, right?
3: Tenet was, I believe, the last one. Yeah.
4: Yeah, which I liked. I I wanted to love it, (laughs) but I couldn't quite get to loving it. But I liked it.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
3: that was the that was the pandemic movie. <laughs>
4: yeah, that, but that, that was,
3: was, like... The sole pandemic movie that, that Christopher Nolan insisted that that have a theater run when nobody... Well, was-
4: it's, like, because it was, uh... I mean, that was a kind of in some ways, especially when they did, like, the weird, like... I won't call it time travel, but it, like, the you know, the backwards thing, like, where they were doing... Like, yeah, that was a challenge... Reverse
3: motion, I don't know what you... Yeah, that was, like,
4: a... That like that was a that was kind of a challenge to watch. I remember the first time I saw that.
3: Yeah, I could just simply just rewind on the the DVR, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Get the same effect, you know. Um, but uh, all right. So some movies are in production. Uh, so Warner Brothers has a release date for Tim Burton's Beetlejuice 2. So that's going to be a direct sequel, not a reboot, which is very exciting. as Michael Keaton will be back. Winona Ryder will be back as the daughter and joining the cast. Of course, the up and coming probably not up and coming anymore. She's a superstar now. Jenna Ortega will be playing Winona's yeah. daughter, I believe, in uh... In this film. So, that's great uh, casting. So, that's it's, a three, casting. It's, it's, it's a three generations there. So,
4: is Jenna Ortega like trying to corner the market on the like goth queen? Goth. Played by like 90s. Uh, yeah,
2: I think she yeah. has cornered the market. She's yes. already like everyone's favorite little, pet, like emotionless yeah. goth princess. They love
3: it. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. So, because, uh, yeah, because that's what I'm reading right here. Um, Jenna Ortega is going to be supposedly playing Ryder's daughter and actually the wednesday creators alfred goh and miles miller are penning the script for the new movie interesting yeah that that's very interesting um another sequel uh, in production will be um a movie that uh, nicholas cage did um years back called um lord of war and if you that remember was a cool
4: that. movie i, oh, I, I like that movie a lot okay that's well, uh
2: that's you the guy be. we traded to, yeah, get we, we to get
4: britney griner back to get britney griner
1: back. that dude yeah.
3: that dude yeah. okay so now we're doing lords of war a uh-huh. sequel <laughs> who who cage is reprising his arms dealer yuri orlov and bill Skarsgård um is going to be playing i believe his son yeah um who was in uh, pennywise in, in the uh, it part two the two part rather it adaptation um. So interesting. So it'll be kind of like a father and son, um, team of uh, arms dealers. Hmm. So interesting. You know, that's yeah. a, that's the thing. Once you bring a property back after so many years, it's all it's all about the next generation. You know. So, um, a doctor I'm a fan of is Guy Ritchie, and you know he just did The Covenant not too long ago. He's already working on his next film. The title is on the wrap still. But um, it's um, it's a film that uh, buyers at cans have a very big interest in. Yeah. announced the cast.
2: Guy Ritchie's the man.
3: Yes, and it's a uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, and Henry Cavill, and Isaac González. Um, so they the cast has been attached, and um, apparently um, that's all we know. We don't know anything about the plot or the title but it's getting ready for a big um buyout at the Cannes film festival so when we have more information we'll talk about it um well all right all right all right matthew mcconaughey um apparently is uh working on his next project with andrew patterson the director behind the 2020 film the vast of night and this film is called the rivals of amziah king yeah so uh so this is described as a deeply atmospheric character focused crime thriller um, set against a unique backdrop of backdrop of remote Oklahoma. So uh, McConaughey will play the Amziah King for um, the film. And uh, yeah, um, interesting, interesting thought. I mean, uh, uh, I don't really think of crime thrillers in Oklahoma in the same sentence, but uh, you gotta, you got to sell me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, interesting enough, there's two films coming out uh, based on uh, um, dating. Dating, uh, reality dating shows, which I think is kind of interesting. Um, one is with Emma Roberts. It's a comedy called Hot Mess where she plays a woman on a, a, t- a dating show that has to go back to her hometown because of all the shame. She's basically one of the, the last three contestants and i guess you know kind of like the bachelor i guess and uh because of her personal life imploding from the tv dating show she has to move back home and deal with her quirky parents etc um and that sounds like a
4: movie that's a product of another time that sounds like that would be something that would have been huge and like i don't know someone like what? kate hudson or someone would have yeah. been in like 2007 okay yeah, 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 yeah. Like, uh,
3: that's kind of like when the like with that the whole reality was kind of had yeah that yeah, so yeah kinda it's kinda
2: too it's too normal now like people yeah. wreck their eyes on reality tv all the time it's not special
3: it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a very good point i like yeah. that yeah <laughs> we get but, we get uh, like
2: 22 a year this live's over <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah it's very very similar yeah and uh this is very also very similar to um um this other film um it's called um actually no this is not the one I did I have the other one set up I don't uh no I don't okay so that doesn't work okay um but yeah um that sounds like an interesting movie um what else do we have well we also have um uh okay so this is okay so yeah I got it so this is the other film that has an. okay Okay, so um, this is um, an erotic thriller, uh, also um, based on the uh, reality TV um, theme of of that other film. Okay, so this is uh, Melissa Barrera, who was in the recent Scream reboot movie, if you saw that. So I don't know if you saw the recent Scream movie. I have not, but... So she makes a last-ditch effort to find love uh, by becoming a contestant on a reality dating show. And um, now um, now just down to herself and to other women, she starts to begin to feel the the artifice of the show fade and become terrifyingly real. So the other one, the first one we described was a comedy. This one's like, I guess, a thriller, erotic thriller, nightmare type of film, but both okay. taking the concepts of the reality dating show. So there you go. Um, it's just like, again, maybe that's. Another film that's kind of dated, um, based on the premise of reality TV dating, but nonetheless, um, yeah, interesting, interesting nonetheless, um, and, um, we also have a romantic comedy called, um, uh, called Voyagers, so this is a romantic relationship between Andrew Garfield and Daisy Edgar Jones, um, basically an astronomer and a, uh, author, um that uh, end up falling in love so this is a uh, basically a period piece in 1977 as nasa, NASA is uh, prepared to launch humanity's first interstellar probes so uh this is another film that is uh preparing to sell at the Cannes film market um and um of course there wouldn't be movies and television shows without great writers so uh let's talk a little bit about the writer strike um so um fran drescher who's the president of sag after you might remember her from the nanny um was at the wga writers guild um association picket line outside of paramount pictures and she said they they feel like the strike is a strike for everybody in the industry um so yes yeah, so that definitely is good to see the sag president uh in solidarity with um the writers guild and uh I mean that's the thing you know you got to support writers without writers you don't have a script and without a script you don't have actors getting paid on set so it's very very important um for for whoever is in charge of making sure these contracts are revised um to properly uh compensate writers for their work especially in streaming media when it's very hard to yeah. apparently that's the challenge is 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 kind of gauging the numbers of streaming versus television, you know, um, network television. It's actually television. not yeah. that
4: hard. It's actually
2: easier to
3: ga- right. to gauge
4: the numbers of yeah, streaming. They,
2: yeah, they just don't want to. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, Like, Amazon has a vested advantage in never releasing any of its actual streaming numbers. Like, I don't know if you saw, the like... Same this- thing. the same thing with Netflix. The same
4: thing yeah. with every streaming service. And part of it is <laughs> because they know... If they can keep this like air of enigma and mystery about Mm -hmm. it, then, you know, writers and actors and uh, everyone, they don't know, they don't even know what kind of residuals they could be. uh.
2: Well, it's also for like the, and this is way more Amazon than Netflix, but like Amazon is like, advertising blitz for its projects is out of control oh yeah like the stuff with lord of the rings right like they they sold that so and they tried to like they lied they they tried to say for like the next mm-hmm. two months that it had been this monumental success and like when the actual numbers were leaked do you see it like they dropped to 37 they had 37 percent of people finished the series
4: 37 oh, really? but
2: yet nobody mm. watched it I had no i had no
4: idea that terrible the, so that's yeah. 37 people percent of people who started
2: it actually got to the end and they wow. lost over a third of their audience after episode three which is exactly when i stopped like it was it was so poorly written this thing was visually beautiful cast great mm. money out the wazoo like the music was be- everything was great except what they put on that script and in those people's mouths, like yep. holy shit.
3: It yep. matters. That's why it's so important, guys. Yeah. It matters. It, yeah. But Pete Davidson, he was actually out in New York, uh, passing out free pizzas to the writers that went strike in New York City. Um, but basically said, No shows no shows for our writers, man. Gotta support the writers. Uh, as you know, they um they postponed um Pete going back home to Saturday night live to host for the first time. You know, he left the, as a regular cast member who was supposed to host. But, yeah, the writers yeah. are on strike. They're not uh, – they can't write their st- the skits. That's the thing. The the talk shows and yeah. things like Saturday Night Live are being affected right now. And, a lot of stuff is already in the can written out, and they can continue resume production. But now it's just going to affect stuff well, in the future, depending yeah. on how long the strike goes, you know?
4: Well, I remember the, the, the last writer's strike in – what was it, 2008? Yeah,
2: over New Media.
4: Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, that lasted, like, almost a year. It was a while. That's when reality,
3: that's when reality TV took a boom. Yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah, And coincidentally, they say that that writer's strike is what killed the show Scrubs. (laughs) Like, it Uh because Mm -hmm. when it came back, it was awful. And it was, like, really, I mean, like, a lot of people really liked it beforehand. It was a great show. Yeah.
1: Oh,
3: Last week, someone mentioned the show *Heroes*. How oh, uh, yes. how that's how another that
4: that's, another that's a good example right there,
3: right? How that was around the time of the first uh, the previous strike, um, and then you have David Simon who tweeted from uh, WJ uh, strike picket line, and of course, he said uh, on the deal HBO called to suspend my deal after 25 years of writing and television for them. I was doing the right thing, right stylistically. W R I T, right mm. there.
4: Yeah, um, and he's someone that wouldn't even need to because he's been a showrunner and everything. Mm-hmm. He's actually considered management. And mm. like, but you know, he's 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 also someone who's very principled and stuck with his principles.
3: Exactly. He said no contract, no peace. So very, very yeah. um advocating everyone else. So the production No
0: contract, not, no peace.
3: No contract, no peace. Yes. <laughs> so one big movie was a Marvel movie that's been affected by the strike, and that's um none other than blade so they're about to um start production next month Mm -hmm. but apparently they're shutting down pre-production uh because of the writer's strike you know um the studio will restart the production once the strike is over so let's just hope it's um not as long as the last one right
2: they're always they're always rushing those anyway this will give another month to like flesh the story out
3: yep um netflix fifth and final season of stranger things also affected by the strike um the duffer brothers said writing does not stop when filming begins he said while we're excited to start production is not possible uh during the strike we hope a fair deal is reached soon so we can all get back to work until then over and out wow george r, r. martin confirmed that the writer's room is shut down for his other his next spin-off, game of thrones spin-off a knight of the seven kingdoms the hedge knight which oh, is based so on Duncan egg but he didn't want it to be called Duncan egg because it sounded like a sitcom which i i can i can understand that but um now this will not affect house of the dragon season two because those scripts are entirely written uh. so that's going to continue production as is <coughs> but it will affect um the hedge knight and uh Martin, you've probably read. Uh,
1: yeah,
2: so good,
3: <laughs> Duncan. Egg, so right?
2: good. I'm. I'm so. Well, the the title of the short story is "The Hedge Knight Too."
3: Okay, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah.
2: But yeah, no, it's gonna be so good. Yeah.
3: And then the MTV uh, movie and TV awards were also affected by the strike. They were gonna have a live mm. show, and then because of the writer strike, Drew Barrymore in solidarity with. Uh, the wga and their strike bailed out as hosts so they had basically a clip show they just showed clips of the movies they had their skits that were ready like you know they do their movie spoofs of, of of all your favorite movies and tv shows and of course drew barrymore is in in the scene and uh yeah that was very 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 much affected by uh the strike as well so um when we come back we're going to talk about some of the uh, award winners from that uh, mtv uh, movie and tv awards a couple more tv things and we'll be uh wrapping tonight's show but let's take a break and i thought you know zod you suggested space hog we already played space hog a couple weeks ago in, in per, uh excitement for uh guardians of the galaxy now that we've seen guardians mm-hmm. of galaxy 3 this is the most appropriate song we could play zod this is the the happy song at the end of the film where everyone's doing their happy dance. And yes, it's a very feel good song from the soundtrack. It's Florence and the machine. This is the dog days are over. Zad, what do you think of the song? Did you think it was uh the appropriate song, um, to end. Absolutely, with?
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause it's supposed to be a song about rebirth and about like <laughs> discovering like, discovering yourself and discovering like your, whatever your chosen family is, which is a huge theme in the movie. So yeah, it made total sense.
3: So, All right. Have... So we're going to play the, uh, cl- I guess this is a classic came out in 2010, I believe. So, um, I guess, it's yeah. Eight years, it's a... does that, yeah, I guess. Yeah, makes... It's still a cool, it's kind of a hybrid of a cool cut, classic cut. Yeah. Um, and then right after that, my pre-recorded interview, um, since it was recently Star Wars Day on May the 4th, I decided to play two interviews of actors that have appeared in Star Wars franchises, and uh, I talked to Lucius Malfoy from the Harry Potter fame. That's Jason Isaacs. I talked to him a little bit on the red carpet at the Crave Coalition, which again is a great organization all about endowment for the arts. They're trying to um, lobby together uh, and talk to lobbyists in Capitol Hill. To um get arts funded in schools, because again, that's some of the first programming that gets cut from schools, are arts programs, music, <laughs> music programs, and the like. It's a very important organization. We love supporting uh the Creative Coalition and talking to the celebrities that are in attendance uh prior to the White House correspondence there. So myself <laughs> and Chancellor McFly uh got to attend this. And here is my interview with Jason Isaacs. And for the Star Wars time for Jason Isaacs, you didn't know, he was the voice of the Inquisitor in Star Wars Rebels. So not only is Jason Isaacs in Star Trek and Harry Potter and voiceover work for Star Wars, and he's been also some DC uh, animated uh, shows as well. So Jason Isaacs got all the he, fandoms he, he'll covered.
4: Play the, he'll play the Inquisitor when whenever eventually they bring that character into live action.
3: Well, one would say that's odd, but the Inquisitor already showed up in, oh, he- in Obi-Wan Kenobi. No, that, was that, Rupert, that was Rupert that uh, was Rupert Rupert I believe.
4: That wasn't the same one though. I thought there was that was that's a different That's the Grand
3: inquisitor, inquisitor,
4: isn't it? No, 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 cuz the one in Rebels is different.
3: The oh, that's is, a different inquisitor.
4: Yeah, the one in Rebels cuz Rebels takes place um,
3: Okay, so there's more than one Inqui- uh, inquisitor. And so I'm yeah. mistaken. Okay. Yeah. I stand corrected. It it's a different character, so. Um but um
4: Yeah, cuz otherwise like he wouldn't uh, cuz they showed him getting killed in Obi-Wan Kenobi
3: there you go well it depends where you go on the rebels timeline it can get very confusing yeah uh, nonetheless yeah, jason jason someone likes to to kind of play <coughs> play uh, kind of coy during his interview is a very interesting delivery when i do ask him questions about that he really is all about talking about the organization and it's kind of interesting how he kind of <laughs> kind of twisted uh, my question into back to the the subject at hand and that's endowment for the arts and supporting the arts so You'll hear that. So let's go ahead and uh, play the classic cut and um, Jason Isaac's brief interview with us. And we'll talk to you back here on BTB. soda along with chachi mcfly co-branded below the belt show click on this show special here at the madison hotel in washington dc beautiful on a nice rainy night yes but it's dry inside yes for the right to bear arts gala red carpet preceding the white house correspondence dinner tomorrow uh this is uh an amazing organization the creative coalition we've been here for many many events and yeah uh this is so important having arts in the school i mean who wants to be in like geometry class or like <laughs> trigonometry, no,
1: you want to do the arts
3: yes that's the, that's the fun classes that's the stuff that you can go out and like just create after you know high school middle school that's right you got to keep it in the schools you got to keep creativity sharp, right. you know, whether it's drawing, whether it's music yeah. whether it's theater theaters yes. yeah All right. and yeah yeah, mostly who we 're seeing tonight is probably from the theater background in school, right that's sure. right, as we're going to be talking to many actors here on the red carpet including Grace Curry from oh, yeah. uh, Shazam, uh, Emily Swallow from The Mandalorian, Yvette Nicole Brown, and B.D. Wong, and, and many more, right? Many more, many more. Yeah, We're excited. Yeah, so stay tuned. Click on this. Again, uh, we, last year we were hanging out at the French Embassy. and and we'll being, be doing that again if and, you're there tomorrow. Yes, yes, and, and being serenaded. Uh, like Yeah, You, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you
5: missed that tonight. Yeah, no? I know. But you're here again. Uh, how was your day at Capitol Hill today? Uh, it'll depend on how the people we met vote. They all seem very sympathetic. You go to people's offices, you explain why the National Dam of the Arts budget was saving lives, saving the spiritual life of the nation, saving soldiers' sanity, preventing suicide. And they seem like they're very sympathetic. Will they then go and vote for the budget, and for the budget to be expanded in line with inflation? I don't know. Watch this space. We'll see.
3: We, we certainly hope so. I mean, it not only just helps actors, but helps arts education as
5: well, right? We're not here to help actors. We're not here for the entertainment industry. We're here for the people that are helped by, you know, community projects, rural projects and, yes. and art therapy in prisons or with wounded warriors or in schools that just... I mean, I've worked in some schools you know, as part of charity projects. Yeah. They don't just not have arts programming. They don't have books. They don't have band, they don't have music, and these are many kids that don't have any kind of home life as well. So uh, these projects, the money is life-saving, and literally life-saving because it takes kids off the streets where terrible things can happen to them. Yeah,
3: I was curious also your thought, Jason. Um, they announced that HBO will be doing a Harry Potter series, and uh, how does Lucius Malfoy feel about that?
5: Uh, the thing is, I'm here for the Creative Coalition, and uh, you know, it's so easy to talk about Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you this, where Harry Potter ties in with this. I meet people all over the world, you yeah. tell me that reading the Harry Potter books yes. literally saved their life. Not an exaggeration. But there were times they were lonely, they felt outcast, and I've met and worked, been privileged enough to work with some young people for whom books themselves, whether the Harry Potter books or other books, have saved. Them. you know save them from feeling like there's no hope for them there's no future for them and very often those books are in the form of a a mobile library that the national endowment for the arts pays for they don't have books in school they certainly don't have books at home and the only chance they have to discover what the rest of us are lucky enough to get for free or have in our homes or be able to afford to buy are because of public subsidy for libraries and and those things have to be kept and we have to watch out very carefully for book banning as well that kids get access to read the full spectrum of opinions
3: And you've already been a part of the Harry Potter franchise, the Star Trek fan- franchise. Is there any particular fandom that you would love to be a part of that you haven't acted in
5: yet? No, The only value to fame, the only value to not- notoriety, is if you can use it to do some good. Okay. Uh, otherwise, it's just you just disappear right up inside yourself and turn into a human pretzel. So <laughs> I just want to do some work that allows me to both have fun at work and be able to do stuff like this, which makes a difference yes. in the
3: world. We love the Creative Coalition. Right. Jason, thank you so much for talking
5: with us. It's been great. It's a pleasure. Nice to talk <laughs> All right,
3: guys, we're back on BTV. That was <laughs> Florence and the Machine. The dog days are over. Yeah. Uh, followed by uh, Jason Isaacs, Lucius Malfoy. who doesn't like to talk about his fandoms, but nonetheless, he, doesn't? <laughs> he does not like to talk about his fandoms. He always re- he always takes a spin on the questions and goes back to the cause of the creative coalition. Mm. And that's what they're there for, so. As you know, that's what it is. That's how he. That's how Lucius Malfoy is. Uh, but uh, it was good. I, bet you that's, I bet you, like he
2: gets a lot of like random hate because people dislike the character and they can't separate, you know, character. like, I'm not that guy. Some people,
3: some people do that. I I don't you know. You
2: know, you know who said they dealt with that. Um, I think, act- I think kids would say that,
3: right? Yeah, I mean, but, us adults know we're watching fiction, you know.
2: I, I don't think so. – I think sometimes you associate so viscerally with a character that if you yeah. see like that, then walking down the street, you're like, you know what you did. Like that, you know. <laughs> The kid, the kid who played Joffrey Lannister, said that like he's he retired from acting. That just like and he nailed that role, and he 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 seemed
1: like
2: an inbred sociopathic whatever. But like he's he said like he gets that now from
3: him and Ramsey Bolton were the two most despicable not only in Game of Thrones but in any television exactly the two of the worst
2: yeah so that so when an actor like drills a role of someone truly despicable. Yeah, I, I think it's hard for humans to compartmentalize and, like, put that away exactly. without being like, <laughs>
1: you know, that's I think
3: it was That's got it. That's a very good point. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Um, wow. So let's uh, talk of, about some of the winners of the, uh, I guess, the not so relevant MTV movie and TV awards. Uh, what are you they,
2: talking about? Shakespearean.
3: They really do <laughs> cater to um, the younger generation, of course. Um yeah. Uh, so Scream 6 Best movie <laughs> Best movie awarded um, Might have to do with uh, the Jenna Ortega being so popular uh, I don't know um, But yeah that was the, um, the Big uh, f- film winner The big TV winner is The Last of Us uh, Which took Three awards Best show um, Pedro Pascal named Best Hero um, Which I think is very um, Appropriate I think and him and Bella Ramsey um, were named uh, Best Duo.
2: I think that's fair. They, they played off each other very well.
3: Exactly. So that, yeah, very good, um, appropriate wins right there.
2: Dude, they, you know what that is? That show is great script writing meets great acting. That's what that is. Last of Us is exactly. phenomenal. It's so good. It, it's it's not. So yeah, it's not the costumes. Perfect. It's not the effects. The show doesn't care a whole lot. It's just character driven. Phenomenal oh. writing, great acting.
3: Exactly. Best performance in a show, Jenna Ortega from Wednesday. is a winner for that. Best performance in a movie, Tom Cruise, Top Gun Maverick. I'm glad Tom won a Best Acting non. Of course, he was kind of overshadowed by Austin Bl- Butler and uh, Brendan Fraser throughout award season, so... Tom gets a nod there yeah. again. This is for the younger generation. Um, is best it even
4: with the MTV awards? I mean, how relevant is MTV in any way, shape, or form anymore? <laughs> it recognizes,
3: yeah. it recognizes, I think, pop what's popular. It doesn't yeah, go by I critics. That. I think that, but you can't even you say the
4: younger generation anymore because yeah. like, do young people still watch MTV?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: they definitely don't. Nobody's streaming popular. that shit.
3: <laughs> that's true it's true but it is on a lot of streaming platforms i think it's not although
2: exclusive. you know what this weird return to the 80s happened right like gen z i think mm-hmm. you know what i think it was it was it was top gun 2 and stranger things those yeah. things landed at exactly the right time and everybody saw billy on stranger things and wanted yeah. to draw a mullet yeah and a ratty mustache and then everybody saw top gun 2 where all the fucking young guys have their and now <laughs> Yeah, I go out to the bars, every 23-year-old has a porn stash, and it's fucking weird. <laughs> if 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 all of this media brought back the mo- the porn stash and the mullet, the two worst fashion decisions we made yeah. in the last 40 yeah. years, if those came back, maybe these fucks will start watching MTV again. They could be like a year away from a gold mine.
4: <laughs> I mean, they're the same people. Like, they've given up on earbuds and went back to uh, um – went back to
3: i mean i can see your plug and play yeah <laughs> plug and play headphones right. yeah, exactly. like, i like, did it before it was cool zod <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, no you gotta charge the earbuds and, there's a lot of shit you gotta yeah it's just and i've and,
4: and i've actually seen a couple of like you know 20 to 23 to 25 year olds and they were using fucking flip phones like i remember seeing what? like
3: that's something flip. i haven't seen
2: yeah they're running commercials. They brought the flip phone back, and I'm like, "You trying to pretend that that wasn't 1998?"
4: Like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe. Like, uh, like you know, you know, this 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 fucker's like pulling out a razor phone, or I don't even know. I didn't even know you could get razor
2: phones still.
3: That's crazy. You
1: no,
2: know, it's it's with it's with the bendy screen. It's what they're trying to say. It's different. So it opens yeah. up and it's smooth like a big smartphone, but you okay. can flip close. It's like, no, you just saw
3: a flip phone. That's all it fucking That's is. Unbelievable, Jesus all right the rest of the winners <laughs> so we already mentioned that pedro pascal won the best hero but the best villain elizabeth olsen for doctor strange in the multiverse of madness so that's interesting. an interesting uh, villain choice there um the, they the nominees her a villain they just hate strong women funny. oh right, right right
2: they just hate strong women
3: <laughs> the, the the nominees are really interesting um megan from megan uh the bear from cocaine bear <laughs> uh jamie campbell bauer from stranger things who's vecna and harry styles don't worry darling were are also uh, nominated for best villain all right best comedic performance adam sandler surprise there, it's murder mystery two um breakthrough performance joseph quinn stranger things just like uh billy with the mullet you know joseph mm-hmm. quinn is just as uh Just as popular uh, uh, even with the ladies as well. So there you go. I I think that's an appropriate – but he was also nominated with Bella Ramsey from The Last of Us and Emma Darcy from House of the Dragon.
2: So the dude on Stranger Things, is it just me or does he look like Robert Downey Jr.'s kid?
3: Are we talking about um, Joseph Quinn? Yeah. It's like Robert Downey Jr.
2: I saw it right away, and I've been wondering if I'm the only crazy person. Like he looks dead as like him.
3: <laughs> no, just me. I don't know. May I, may I have to see more pictures of him without the the wig. No,
2: oh, if you didn't see it right away, it's not because like it's not only his face, his mannerisms, his an okay. animated way of talking. Okay. Like it's. You know it, what? Yeah, I I can I can totally see it. You now. picking up okay. my vibes. Yeah, yeah. Like
4: especially, okay. I didn't I didn't see it when I saw him on Stranger Things, but like. Everybody yeah. has their
3: animals out by the way. Ferrets okay. and dogs and. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mine, mine are at least well-behaved and quiet. Thank you very much. I need
3: to meet your dog, Zod. Your dog looks awesome.
4: <laughs> she's uh, she's just so full of love that um,
3: she, she can't be contained. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, best fight, Courtney Cox versus Ghostface for Scream 6. Um, interesting pick for the winner. Although I did love Brad Pitt versus Bad Bunny in... Bullet Train, I thought that was a fantastic fight. But... So good. That whole movie was. That so movie good. was so
2: fucking good. So oh good. My God. Yeah. I was. I like. I, I again, great writing. Great Netflix. writing. Bullet Train.
3: Holy yeah. shit!
2: Great writing. Yeah. Uh,
3: the, the, the fight choreography was, was second to none.
2: So much fucking fun.
3: Yeah. Um, you look.
2: You look like a Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> <laughs> loved it. Loved you it so much. Dude.
1: Yeah.
2: You're a diesel. You're a diesel. <laughs>
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the most frightened performance jennifer coolidge the white lotus interesting pick for being an mtv um, performance kick-ass cast stranger things uh, best song taylor swift carolina best reality series the kardashians best competition series ruPaul's drag race and uh best on-screen reality team vanderpump rules man. <laughs> so just uh, i'm not going to read the rest but yeah that's uh again the mtv movie and tv awards which uh because of the writer's strike did not have a traditional award show just showed a bunch of clips uh and that was it yeah so uh again let's get the let's pay the writers what they're deserved um
2: i'm so happy i don't know anything about vanderpump rules <laughs>
3: Me too. I don't
2: know what thing. Everybody's freaking out and like it's the one thing I can stand on that like assures me I'm a good man. I don't know yeah. anything about Vanderpump Rules. Yes,
3: true. And <laughs> I don't know how it's doing so well. That show's been on forever. I just don't know how it's doing so well for so long. I mean it's crazy. Them and the Kardashians. I mean – Yeah. Although the Kardashians are on another network now. It's still – No, still same doing.
2: problem. Like what the – we're watching people sit in their living room.
3: Yeah. What the <laughs> fuck is this? <laughs> It's, a, it's definitely a show you don't have to pay attention to. You can do it while working. You know? Yeah.
2: And at least like if I was going to watch it about like Bill Gates as uh, somebody being productive. What do these people fucking do? Right. <laughs> I, I still don't know what the Kardashians have ever done. Like well, ever. They've, uh,
4: they've, they've taken they've taken that doing fucking nothing and they've monetized it to a way that I wish I knew. Wait, ab- but,
2: but, but, the, but that came second is what I'm saying. Like, how yeah. do you get a TV show? when you've done nothing, when like, there's nothing mm-hmm. special about you. Yeah. The, yep. the billions came secondary. They came up with this notion of like, if you, like, if you think hard enough that you're important, mm-hmm. others will think it also.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What do
4: they call that? They, there's a theory for that. It was the secret. Well, there was the secret, but there's like this, uh, qu- quote unquote, uh, academic sounding. I mean, it's, it's complete <laughs> bullshit, <laughs> but it's like, there's this, what is it called? Oh, Fuck! I forgot the name of it. I uh, it Google,
2: better. man, Google that shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
4: there's like, there's like a, there's like a this like psychological term for people who think like that. Oh,
2: what is it called? Shit!
3: You're stumping me, man. Oh, fuck! <laughs> is Google your friend today, Zod.
2: Um. You talking about manifesting?
4: Yeah. Oh, the the pseudo scientific the law of attraction. That's yeah. Okay. It. There it is. Okay.
2: Oh, yeah. People believe that. Hardcore. Yeah. Well, it's got to think like a millionaire and it will happen. There you go. But that is like manifesting. Yeah. And exactly. then speak it into existence. It's all the same regurgitated shit.
1: Yeah. exactly.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Uh, some, just a few television things. And uh, yeah, we can uh, make this an earlier night. <laughs> uh, for she whatever says reason. at 11. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, we start a little late. <laughs> my, so, my fault. my fault. For whatever reason, uh, Queen Charlotte: of Bridgerton Story is the number one uh, show on Netflix right now. 148.28 um, million hours viewed. So they do have a way to track viewership. Yeah, that's 128 million hours viewed um, during I mean, the that's first released week of
2: by Netflix. Night. They didn't have to release it. Is the problem? Like they don't. Yeah. They don't have to be transparent about those numbers.
3: Yeah. And this, of course, is the prequel uh, to uh, Bridgerton. Um, of course, also in the... Bridgerton top-
2: shit is so good. It's so good.
4: Do you like
3: it? I yeah. love it. Are you going to watch the the Queen Charlotte? Yeah. Enough?
1: Okay. I'll, and I'll do yeah, anything Bridgerton shit, man. They did a great Bridgerton's job. Bridgerton's
4: been on my list for a while to get into.
3: Too. Yeah. I always thought the girl from what? the first Bridgerton was really cute. Phoebe Devenor. I thought she was a... The girl from... The first Bridgerton. The main the main star in Bridget. Oh season. man, the
2: main the main star in Bridge season two is like I like constructed to attract me. Like that is exactly oh, yeah, like my fact.
3: Season two. Okay.
2: The season two main girl, I That's... like I would move mountains for. Wow. Okay. Yeah, like in both like physical aesthetic and attitude until oh, like they like okay. they nailed it. I was like, you see my soul.
3: <laughs> not not so much the season one Phoebe, mm. right? Not as much. Yeah. I wouldn't <laughs> even
2: talk to her at a bar.
3: <laughs>
2: that's pretty funny so we would not blip up on the radar oh wow okay okay you yeah. hung out with me you know I'm ridiculously picky I am oh, unhealthily picky
1: <laughs> I know I know I
2: probably have a condition of some sort people should look at <laughs> <it up.
1: laughs>
2: it's like i'm not special right I can't <laughs> i'm just believe, this normal I guy I from northern indiana
3: i can't, can't believe you man dumping, uh, <laughs> dumping
2: miss maryland <laughs>
3: <laughs> you got it or or harley quinn for that matter um so uh let's see uh also um close behind uh queen charlotte is sweet tooth season two mm-hmm. thought i know you're all about that show sweet tooth
4: um i actually haven't watched it yet i've been no, that's that's also, that.
3: Was, that sounds like a show did
2: that you, you watch, watch season one
4: no, I haven't. I haven't. Oh, I haven't season one was
2: before. great.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's based on a comic book, which I remember reading like the first 10 issues of and never never actually finished the story. But it's like, um, but yeah, I've heard. I mean, the, the comic was great. I just, yeah. uh, you know, other things came up. Other
3: things came up, but you'll probably give it a yeah, shot as well.
2: I very yeah. much enjoyed season one. Season two has been okay. It's a little slow. And, but, but like, part of me just thinks that season one was so good. But like, yeah, I don't. Know, I, I feel like they're
1: okay. season
2: two of Sweet Tooth is like season three of Mandalorian. It's not bad per se. But yes, like that's a good to... way. That is that's yes. a good it's, gauge. Yeah. that's yeah. a good gauge for season a lot. three.
4: Right,
1: was you, the worst. Like, yeah, because
2: you're yeah. It, it's, it's, it's not bad, bad, but like it's still enjoyable. You're used to a pacing. You you now have stuff that you're best. You have crap that you want to <laughs> hear about. So like, when they mm-hmm. waste an episode, you're like, ah. Huh? That's you know? So still not bad, but yeah yeah, yeah like it's kind of like
4: it or it's kind of like a lot of the like like the black widow movie i kind of would put mm.
3: into that same category
2: exactly that right okay. yeah like i wasn't mad i saw it like would i tell you to go see it probably not like right.
3: you know interesting um so that was number two number three is firefly lane the second season which i haven't watched yet
4: that's the one with sarah chalk right
3: i believe so yep firefly thing yeah, lane, yeah. I'd probably show uh, Mrs. Zod would enjoy. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's just a, wife kind of, it's a wifey kind of show. I don't know.
4: It's a yeah. It's it's, it's about like the friendship. Misogynist out. Women. Well,
3: it's it's about two very close <laughs> female friends. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's not a show for us. I don't think.
4: Um, I love Sarah Chalk though. She's awesome. She is. I, she is. I had such a crush on crush her. Crush on her.
3: <laughs> her yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, who is this from Roseanne?
4: No, on Scrubs. Oh scrubs, so it was yeah, the blonde chick scrubs. from Scrubs. Oh, but she was really? also God I
2: the, love like, it. the goofy one? Yeah, the yeah. goofy blonde chick from Scrubs. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, she's not she's not my
3: type. Dodd likes the quirky ones.
2: Yeah, I like the quirky ones. That's, yeah, I like yeah. I like the dark, intelligent horse riding Indian princesses. That's,
3: yes, yes. Yeah.
2: Like we will never fight over women. My like, friend. We
4: will her. never fight over. I women. mean, like her character was supposed to be academically brilliant, but so incredibly socially awkward. Yes, yeah, so and, socially awkward. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know. I was. It's yeah.
3: Interesting. I, okay, I haven't seen it. And four and five are the diplomat and the night agent for four and five on Netflix. So night man. agent was solid. I heard Nine Inches was good. And um, the diplomat I hear is good too. If you love the Americans, you love yeah. the diplomat. I so. loved
2: the American. Dude, how does Carrie Russell keep getting hotter as she gets yes. older? Yeah. Oh my like, God. Like I found her like marginally pretty as Felicity back in the oh, day. Please. I saw the Americans please. and she's what, like 36, 37. And I'm like, you are flawless now.
3: now like, how? Wait, I'm sure 40. she's over
2: 40. Isn't well, she? That, a, that was the that yeah, like Americans' lines. You now know, she's
3: way into the mid forties. But and, like yeah.
2: ripped faces go like every aspect oh, of her, right? Oh, like yes. attitudes great, fucking yeah. like, how did you like yeah. what secret sauce did you
1: yes.
2: who's hotter at forty?
1: Yes,
3: yeah, that's good <laughs> point. Well they say the same about J Lo, but I don't know. I think a lot of that might be uh Yeah.
2: That's also 30 million a year. In, exactly.
3: Right. Some some other kind of assistance. What she said
2: is girl. she's you, you got to work out and drink water. It's like, "Bitch, come on." <laughs> like, you know, that like every female friend I have in the fashion world was like, "Fuck you. <laughs> you drink water and work out.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Netflix had uh, just dropped some first look images of their take on the dope sick kind of the opioid crisis um in america story and it's called painkiller so it's a six-part limited series with uzo dubo from uh orange and black matthew broderick taylor kish um to name a few and that drops uh, on august 10th uh, an examination of crime accountability and the systems that have repeatedly failed hundreds of thousands of americans um and of course yeah it's all about the uh what oxycontin did you know um the the uh the sad epidemic that is uh, addiction from the And So, yeah, we already see it in Dope Sick, but now Netflix wants to do their take on it, so that's their take. What was um, the,
2: the Michael Keaton movie with that?
3: The Michael Dope Keaton Dope series, Sick. Dope Sick, yeah.
2: Oh, that's Hope Sick?
3: That's Dope Sick, yeah. Dope Sick, that, yeah. That's on Hulu.
2: Yeah, that looked phenomenal. I saw the trailer for that. I know that oh, that's yeah. what you're talking about. Like, it looks so good.
3: You'll see yours truly featured uh, as one of the Sisters Coalition in the... In the, not a uh, dealer al not a dealer no no uh, quite the opposite. pushing pills al quite the opposite i was uh um, an advocate of getting signatures for um uh the oxycontin to be uh, shelved and re uh, rebranded to be less addictive oh so you, uh, were a, was, you
4: were a hero in the movie yes
3: i was a group spearheaded by one of the nuns that started the sisters coalition group to get a petition to take oxycontin off shelves
2: See, everybody's getting on the church. Look at them doing real and active good in the world. There
3: you go. So right, nobody messes me out, up with the nuns. You'll see me. You'll see me. You don't even have to, to pause your DVR or your uh, your, your remote. You you will see me. Um, you know what? I don't have any HBO Max news other than that they're redoing Barney's World on HBO Max. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what that is. It, yeah, well, Barney, is, it, is it
4: the same Barney is, from like? like That's, yeah i
2: know right? you you
4: That's love the me
3: dinosaur That's yeah right. oh that barney yeah yeah they're gonna do new adventures of the purple dinosaur and his pals
2: yes <laughs> because we've all been on the edges of our seats waiting to know what happened to bonnie
3: but this is gonna be on hbo so i wonder <laughs> if know, uh, barney's no, gonna get a little cray cray in this season they
2: have you know? a uh, they they already have
4: like his you know, Sesame Street comes on HBO before it gets yeah. shown on PBS. So they already have, and and HBO has always had a lot of like kids programming. So
3: yeah, that's true. They did have Sesame Street
4: running for thirty five years.
3: But they're like, but
4: they're like poaching, I guess, like all of the, <laughs> the super successful PBS stuff and, and bringing it into. Um, you know, because they, they did that with Sesame Street. They're doing that with Barney and am Stewart. Sure. They do it with, like, the Teletubbies or all these other things that PBS, use, that, like, haggard parents use to turn on PBS for, to, like, yeah. shut their kids up. And, it's,
2: it's excellent business, like, buying a known quantity. Like, you can yeah. gamble on a new mm-hmm. show, or, like, if there's something that people definitely like, acquire that shit. yeah.
3: Well, speaking of animated uh series Zod, do you remember Clone High? They're doing a I revival. Do.
4: I, I loved it. You that, did.
3: That, you that, loved Clone High? I wasn't sure if you would uh know about that, but
4: yeah, wow, you yeah. do. it was uh that was um was, was it created by like it was created by the same that... Phil
3: Lawrence, Phil Lord, Christopher Miller.
4: Yeah, yeah. Lord and Miller. That's right. Yeah, I know that they're rebooting it. that's right in the near future
3: that's right it's gonna be on hbo max uh, so look out for it um
4: that was a that was a funny fucking show back in i remember i was excited because and this is how long ago this was they didn't it did it wasn't even on dvd for a while i got this bootleg dvd (laughs) entire season yeah
3: you know the premise martin it's pretty cool it's about like cloning some of the legends of, of, of these, yesterday, like, right? Confucius, Harriet Tubman,
4: Gandhi, uh, Gandhi
3: G- Christopher hey. Columbus, Did Frida Kahlo, <laughs> and they're just uh, cloning these historical figures and they they, they grew up in it's a high school years, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. and <laughs> it's funny. <as> <laughs> it was
2: such a funny weird yeah. concept. It
3: and would it make was... a cool live action though, right?
2: Well, it was <laughs> That's a very pothead concept. Yeah. Like, that's just a country's yeah. highest fuck. like, dude, what if, like, all the people from history came back? Like, whoa. It's like, eh, what if they were all, like, 16?
3: Yeah, I know. <laughs> so it's a twist on Bill and Ted's when they go back in time. And <laughs> yeah. they bring back, you know, Sigmund Freud with a hot dog and a corn dog. <laughs> they could there's do this. this
4: there's a- this one scene I remember where, like, the teenage JFK is, like, Driving a car or something and it's about to crash, and he goes, Nothing bad ever happens to the candidates. <laughs> and then it like dies in the yeah.
1: car, fiery <laughs> crash. <laughs> <laughs> <And> like, uh, <laughs> that,
3: that is great. That is absolutely great. Now you got me wanting to watch this uh, animated show, Zod. Um, this is again a, um, a reboot of the one that you loved back in 2003. Yeah, um, how
4: long ago it was? Wow, 2003.
3: 2002, 2003 is the original clone high. Yeah. 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 All right, on Paramount, Yellowstone is coming to an end. Uh, the fifth season will be the last. It will wrap on the Paramount Network. Um, it will be succeeded by a new sequel series, which is Untitled. And, of course, you know about the 1923, 1883 uh, prequels. So they'll still continue the Dutton story. Um just they're just wrapping up because of Kevin Costner um is leaving the show and also he's um just recently divorced as well. So he's going through a lot right
4: now. So oh, that sucks. Tachi's yeah. the uh the our resident Yellowstone. That's guy. right. Yeah.
3: Also Yellowstone guy. It's supposed
2: yeah. to be a great show. I just had I know. It. I, I watched a few it.
3: episodes just to talk to our uh get a um a guest <clears> from um Denham Denham Richards uh who's one of the actors in Yellowstone we had him on the show and I watched a few episodes to get prepared but then I, I never continued but time man it's, it's how do you keep up all these shows guys right yeah. it's like I don't know it's just a lot it's a lot um Jack Ryan which is a show I worked on but you won't see me in because I actually stood in for um new cast member Michael Pena uh like
4: who, yeah. Yeah, who, he's a pretty big star.
3: <laughs> yep, who plays Domingo Chavez. Yes, I was a stand-in and, uh, and in uh episode DC. No, no
4: offense to you, Al, you look nothing like him.
3: <laughs> well, a stand in
2: Yeah, is, you just is, have to uh, be the general complexion and size.
3: Complexion <laughs> complexion of size yeah. of, of, of I was gonna side. say, you know
2: who's in that season? Uh Victor, friend of the show, the cop guy.
3: Yes, Victor, Victor Dobro. Dobo. Yeah, Dobro. Victor Dobro did some background work on it. Um, I was happy that it came through D.C. to work on it, but uh, that was interesting because that was early last year, and they're just uh, dropping season four because they shot seasons three and four back to back.
2: You gotta text me for this shit. I never, I never hear about these. And hit a hit a man up.
3: Oh, I didn't know. I thought you said your your uh, back background work is beneath you. Oh,
2: it was only background work.
3: Background and stand
2: work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah
3: yeah i know not not principles. never mind then that's it. <laughs> yeah but no just just to uh to school mr zod and yeah, stand in is basically they hire actors to have the general height and complexion of the main stars where they're adjusting the camera angles and the lights okay.
1: yeah so big, yeah, angles, you don't really have lighting.
3: to look like them in the face i mean it helps but really it's just the complexion because Your you got the lighting yeah. right you got to get the height right as well yeah. okay so and that's where that's gone but uh yeah, no, Michael Penny. It's my second time standing in for him. I stood in for him in Shooter back nice. in 2007. You can get, like, a lot
2: of work that way. Like, if some dude gets a ton of work and you're a very good stand-in, like, you look at, like, <laughs>
3: yeah. you can, like, make
2: bank just, like, pretending to it, be I, a guy. It, I, hope he
3: comes, I hope he comes back into town. That would be fantastic. Um, What do we got? We got something on Peacock. It's a buddy comedy called Please Don't Destroy. And, um apparently these are from the writers uh Saturday and three of those yeah, that's
4: three, a, there's, a trio. there's a there's a comedy group on saturn yep. like that's right don't destroy
3: that's right it's uh ben marshall john higgins and martin harrelly and they're known as Peace don't destroy together collectively um and it centers on the three childhood friends who live and work together when they decide they don't like their life trajectory they set off to find a gold treasure kind of a goonies vibe right Mm-hmm. That is rumored to be buried in a nearby mountain. Okay. Interesting. Um, that is very uh, good. It's very goodies. Right? Anything with treasure, hidden treasure. Yeah, I treasure
2: think. underground
3: and the thing somewhere. And, and childhood friends. Right? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh, God. So they just need their sloth and their set. Uh, let's see, in network TV, which... Who watches network TV still? But anyways, uh, they're dropping on CBS two shows, uh, True Lies in East New York, which starred uh, Jimmy Smits. Um Both shows um, will not have a season two. Um, so they both will just have season one finales. Um, and they decided to reverse the decision on canceling a show called SWAT. Uh, SWAT, again, was going to be canceled after the sixth season, but they decided by whatever means, decide to renew that show for one more seventh and final season. So if you're a SWAT fan, you're upset initially, don't worry. Um, but if you're a fan of Call Me Cat with Mayim Bialik, Zod, I bet you love Blossom. Mayim Bialik, that's your type, right? Quirky, smart, Yeah, totally
2: quirky. You, like, you like using Caliza Flockhart?
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> I, I was a Nicholas Flockhart back in mm-hmm. the day. Yeah. Right, right.
1: Yeah. So. I, I
4: never really never really was into Mayim Bialik, but I guess yeah. that's uh I don't know. I always just remember her as the annoying woman on um <laughs> on the Big Bang Theory yeah. misogynist. Yeah.
3: But I don't know if you saw our show Call Me Cat, but yeah, that that show's been canceled after three seasons.
4: Oh, what a shame.
3: What a shame. <laughs> um since you guys are royals, did you guys turn into the coronation of King Charles III? Of course. I'm um, a knight
2: of the realm. I have to pay
3: attention.
4: You right? <laughs> I'll, I'll admit my eye, you know, it was turned to it for a little bit on Saturday. 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 but yeah. um,
3: That's right. 14 million viewers turn, tune in on BBC on Saturday, mm-hmm. um, which, again, this has to happen in 70 years. Long
2: live the king
3: long live the king the once and future king. <laughs> the once and future king of england
2: yeah exactly he's 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 holding my throne he's holding until the throne the currently. needs me again
3: yeah they got the a, a star-studded um you know it's a big um, deal
2: like you may only see one in your lifetime
3: yeah yeah absolutely um even uh president president biden and um and dr joe biden uh, attended uh, canadian prime minister justin trudeau they had a uh, concert featuring Katy perry lionel richie and take that you know so um interesting enough it was like the coronation then they had a tie-in on american idol they actually featured king charles iii on an episode of american idol i thought we would that's something i thought we would never see okay <laughs> but this is a pre-tape package that was at the start of the show and um because american idol is now during their live spots they did a, like uh a, you know, a clip from across the pond because they were in England uh, because of the coronation. So, Simon put, probably demanded it. They pro- Well, Simon's no longer in the show. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think oh, Simon same no anything with the Idol. <laughs> it's anymore. Lionel Richie, Katy Perry, and Luke Bryan now. <laughs> so, uh, Alanis Morissette and Ed Sheeran actually filled in for um, Nicole Richie. Uh, Nicole Richie. Um, Lionel Richie Rich- and uh, <laughs> Katy Perry. Yes, Nicole Richie. <laughs> Um, Celebrity gossip Um, Emma Watson finally revealed why she hasn't acted In five years I was wondering Yeah so she hasn't acted since December 2018 On Greta Gerwig's Little Women Adaptation And she's not currently attached to any Film or television projects So she was finally revealed why She said basically In an interview that she wasn't Happy with the profession She felt a bit caged The thing I found really hard was that I had to go out and sell something that I really didn't have much control over Hmm. to stand in front of a film and have every journalist be able to say, how does this align with your viewpoint? It was very difficult to have to be the face and the spokesperson for things where – I didn't get to be involved in the process. Wow. There
2: you go. Cancel culture strikes again, right? She's like, I, 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 <laughs> I don't know if it's cancel culture. but I like, kind of feel like that's what she's talking about. She's like, I couldn't just be an actress. I had to be the face for this cause or this movement or whatever. Like, uh-huh. Isn't that exactly what she said?
3: Well, I mean, is it really cancel culture that that has another party involved? Yeah, that she can't like do a movie
2: with a role that she's interested in if it doesn't align with her political ideals. Like you have to take a job to make, you know, the mob out there happy. Otherwise, they'll come for you.
3: Even though. you Well, yeah, here's more to say. Uh, She said I was held accountable in a way that I began to find really frustrating because I didn't have a voice. I didn't have a say. There you go. I started to realize that I only wanted to stand in front of things where if someone was going to give me flack about it, I could say in a way that didn't make me hate myself, yes, I screwed up, it was my decision, I should have done better. Cancer soldier. Yeah, so that's interesting. And a very similar, um, not similar vein in the fact that she's bowing down from acting or whatever, but it's due to health issues. And that's Christina Applegate. She was recently interviewed now she's dealing with multiple sclerosis since uh, 2021 and you know she just uh, shot her um dead to me uh, season three and she says that she does not see herself doing anything on camera going forward um she uh, says can't imagine going to set right now this is a progressive disease i don't know if it's going to get worse uh, uh, poor thing. Uh, yeah and uh and she, you know, she, she said she'd gained weight, 40 pounds from the medication. She has some uh, immo- uh, mobility.
2: Like, you could see it on the show.
3: Oh, you watch? You, 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 you oh, saw you, you saw, you saw recent
2: re- re- Yeah, it's a great show.
3: Yeah. yeah it's
2: a great, great show. Again, s- excellent writing, solid execution.
3: So you could see Christina's um, dealing with the health issue. of, of You, you um, could see, like, the weight gain. The way and like, it,
2: yeah, and I don't want, mean, that to be critical, like, yeah. I didn't, you know, but like, it was a noticeable change. Mm-hmm. And like, without them sort of like, addressing why in the show, like, if it, it was part of a character arc or something, I was like, oh, right. I, like, I immediately thought of health issues. I was like, I bet she's struggling with something.
3: And it's MS. Yeah. What about her delivery of lines? Oh, that was, that <laughs> that was her was
2: acting ability was fine. but was like, fine. Yeah. Okay. It was a significant I mean, body change. it and... doesn't really
4: affect, like, your you know, speech patterns or anything until way like until way, yeah. way progressed. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. The only other
2: series I saw them do that was uh, with Paul Giamatti in Billions, yeah. where like between season two and three, he lost like significant weight. Like and they had explained. Yeah, I would drop like maybe like maybe like fifty pounds. Like he mm-hmm. went from a big dude, and so they had in the very first season he's a jujitsu guy at the gym doing all this jujitsu stuff. And then he walks out and he sees some donuts and he like waves. No against those. <laughs> right. and, so like they, they make it clear that he's decided yeah. to work on his weight because yeah. Like, yeah. Different dude.
3: You got, you have to write it in then. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You you yeah. have a chat about it.
3: <laughs> yeah. But they didn't do that for dead to me. Interesting. Yeah. yeah they, they just got um, over it. So I
2: mean, saw... it wasn't terrible. You know, it's not like it wasn't yeah. that big, but
3: interesting. Yeah. And we saw an Avengers reunion, and not the way we want to see the Avengers. But Scarlett Johansson and Chris Evans made a visit to Jeremy Renner, um, who was, is still in rehab, recovering. I mean, he's home, but still recovering um, from his crazy snowplow injury. Right. Yeah. He suffered Thirty broken bones and orthopedic injuries and blunt yeah. trauma.
2: Sounds bad, bad.
3: Yeah, but he is—he is so lucky, guys. He is—he's going to make a full recovery. Whoa which is
2: insane
4: when you think he's a
3: true avenger he truly is
2: he's fucking hawkeye i don't know what you were
4: (laughs) yeah
1: i knew he'd be fine
4: they've shown they've shown hawkeye in the comics take some some pretty severe beatings and come back exactly and like so
1: yep
3: so
4: it ties uh, in
3: scarlett Johansson was talking about how she was so happy to see him but she didn't know if she was gonna see him again because uh you know at first you know we all thought there was you know when he was first uh taken to the hospital the injuries were so life-threatening we didn't think it was he was going to make it you know but yeah. after they knew that he was getting well that they decided to, to joke about it and uh yeah. but um you know and they're on an avengers text chain which i didn't even know existed there's text chains with all the avengers and uh that's they cool. said okay you beat us all that's it you won is what scarlett johansson said um <laughs> to that avengers text message so that. that's pretty cool that we all know
2: the guys from uh the cast of lord of the rings did that and they oh, all yeah. got like yeah they also all got a small tattoo uh which like they won't say like what it is or where but like all nine of them have it they like if there was any chat i would want to be a part of i so want to be on the lord of the rings
3: chat you, you and want Want that yeah, if,
2: if I could like sneak into that, like just like you get Gandalf <laughs> cracking jokes at Aragorn photos <laughs> you know, smacking wise, you that know. Like,
1: yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that is uh that's pretty funny. All right, we're we've reached the end here. Um, of course, uh rest in peace. Um news. Um, we all know uh we now know what uh, caused Ray Leota's untimely death. Um now, according to the autopsy report. Uh, he died from heart and respiratory issues, pulmonary edema, fluid in the lungs, um, respiratory f- insufficiency, and acute heart failure, and noted atherosclerosis, a, a buildup of fast cholesterol a substance in the arteries of the wall. Um, again, yeah, a reason for those of you that haven't to get your annual physical, please. Um, luckily, my uh, cholesterol is okay. Thank you, Lord. It's got to work on the blood pressure. So, but, uh, um, but uh, yeah, that's you, what you caused.
2: You angry? High blood pressure. I don't think he's <laughs> an angry guy.
3: I don't know. It's in. It's in the blood, man. Sadly, <laughs> <laughs> Sadly. I know. I go joke about it. Damn it. Um, and then we know about what happened now with Sarah Lee, a former WWE superstar who died at the young age of 30. So they said it was before a health-related issue. Now they're saying. She died due to suicide, um, uh, as oof. they found am- amphetamines, doxylamine, and alcohol in her system at the time of death. So they're just disclosing this now. And uh, I thought something was a little off. I can't see a young, healthy woman at 30 dying, you know, dying healthy, suddenly. Right?
2: Like, in amazing shape.
3: Yeah. Have you seen photos of her? She's dropped at gorgeous. Yeah. Um, Sarah Lee, W. Well, no, any no. of the
2: WWE girls
1: is
4: going to be like who is oh, pretty it, and it, like it, it, Who was the last WWE superstar to have an untimely death before her?
3: Wow, there's been so many Zod. Um, yeah, has there? Yeah, is yeah. there a pattern here, gentlemen? In, in the in the young ages, yeah, yeah. There's some um, uh, Brody Lee. We should look into that. <laughs> Brody Lee Zod is the one that comes to mind rather. Well,
4: more. there was there was a time where it seemed like every week a wrestler was dying in his 30s and like
3: yeah. Yeah. brody lee was in his 30s Zod. i think he was like 39 he yeah. was, like, yeah, that was just last year yeah it's really really sad
2: i mean that's an awful lot of coincidence is
4: I, all know, I'm I know i
2: know i know
3: yeah uh,
4: but we, we do uh, where would that possibly happen considering all the doctors they have on uh <laughs> have on there i
3: don't know man well, one can speculate, um, but uh, we won't go there, sadly. Uh, we also lost um, actress Barbara Byrne, a veteran theater actress known uh, for her Stephen Sondheim musicals, uh, passed away at the age of 94. Also, Eileen Saki, the actress known for playing the spirit owner and proprietor Rosie's Bar on MASH. Um, she died from pancreatic cancer. Rest in peace, uh, Eileen Saki. And Sonia Pizarro, star of the true TV reality series Operation Repo, uh, sadly passed away at the age of 60. Of course, with death we celebrate life. Um, At the age of 79, Robert De Niro is going to be a dad. Can you believe At 79? Oh my God!
2: How am I still have no kids? And De Niro's cranking down
3: yet another at 79. At 79, I think Mick Jagger is. As a kid too, I just had kid last year or something. Yeah,
4: Mick Jagger had one at 82. I think Tony Randall had one like 10 or 11 <laughs> dude, years I ago.
3: They're I not firing the is... in their old age.
2: Yeah, dude, if if I ever hit like the Powerball and won something like 300 million, I'd have a billion kids. I totally would.
3: You'd be a Nick Cannon.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, like, you know, part
3: of as it long as, like, part as, of as long as as long as I could pay gotta for all of them,
2: get all their educated, like they could all go get PhDs. As long as I could take care of all of them, yeah, yeah. I'd have infinite.
4: <laughs> and yeah, a lot of it. You got to remember, you got to be with a woman who's still in childbearing age.
3: That's right. You got to go, you gotta go significantly younger if you're yeah. in yeah in that age range. Um, now Trading his kids. Margot
2: Robbie it's fine.
3: It's fine. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. The 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 real or the. Uh, <laughs> no, the, the
2: the 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 Maryland version. Okay,
3: the Maryland version.
2: <laughs> the version of Maryland Maru Mar- Mar- robbie lives here.
3: Actually, um De Niro has kids ranging from eleven to fifty so, have, have one
2: now.
3: eleven to fifty one. Can you imagine being
2: fifty one years old, yeah, and you get a new baby brother or baby, new baby brother <laughs> Can you These imagine
4: parents. when that when that when that kid the the youngest one that's about to be born when that right. kid is like a teenager be like yeah my oldest sister is uh, in the oldest.
2: geriatric ward like yeah. would be geriatric- assisted living by then
3: that's right yeah. Drina's oldest daughter like they go old. to
2: college at twenty <laughs> and you, you're freaking seventy one you're in the home
3: yeah yeah <laughs> I know but and then Robert De Niro um, what 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 age would he be be then see that's a he
2: will be dead he will be dead by then.
3: Will he still be with us That's yeah um, But he was also promoting The flower, uh, Flowers of the Flower Moon The upcoming uh, Martin Scorsese Film that drops on October 6 Okay celebrating a birthday today uh, James L. Brooks The uh, legendary producer director is 86 Canis Bergen is 77 um, The one and only music icon Billy Joel is 74 Wow Wow no, right. Actor John Corbett <laughs> is 62. We mentioned See the the,
4: the one from what? Um, My
3: Big Fat Greek Wedding, Love oh, an Exposure. Yeah. Doing yeah, that kind of stuff.
4: Yeah. Sex in the City. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I was thinking of.
3: Yeah. And we just mentioned the Pesh Mode earlier. Um, yeah. David Gahana, the Pesh Mode, 61. <clears throat> yeah. So they've had a hell of a run. uh Baltimore's own Sonia San from The wires 59. <laughs>
4: I had and, no idea she was that old,
3: wow. yeah, yeah, she's up there, huh Who did she play in the war? um she's um the 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 female black cop um yeah, the, oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah.
4: she was one of the main characters in the war yeah, the characters? yeah,
1: yeah,
3: she's from Baltimore, uh Rosario Dawson, who I got the pleasure of talking to at uh, the White House correspondence <laughs> and a little little bit of tidbit note. She kept her short hair because she had to cut it short to play Ahsoka. Yeah. Yeah,
4: and she had have
2: the, the, the tails for the
3: hair, and she said, "You know what? I just decided to keep my hair short." So I said, "That's a cute." You know, did you uh, talking about her look? You know,
2: did you ask her which Marvel he- hero she's dating this week?
3: Ooh, because
2: she dates every single one of those guys. I,
3: I didn't get the I get dirty on that one. That that, got, <laughs>
2: that that got out of control. No, like in the series, like they have her hook up with Daredevil, then they have her hook up with. Uh, Luke Cage. Luke and, Cage. Then they have them hook up. Like, yeah, like any 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 season she pops in, it's like, I wonder when she fucks the hero. It was a weird <laughs> character arc. It was really weird.
3: Well, she's gonna have to uh, move over to the new uh, Daredevil, uh, Born Again, and and resume that, right? <laughs> I'm
2: stoked for that show.
3: Yeah, that's that. Yeah, show. Um,
2: <laughs> that show.
4: Yeah, the the writers strike hit that show. I just read that that's. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they 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 ceased production on it until after the, or. Filming of
2: it. Daredevil's Uh, the show that launched the extended Marvel universe. Exactly, like Uh launched it. And that that got you Iron Fist. That got you Luke Cage. That got you. What's the chick's name? Jessica Jones. Jessica Jessica. Jones. The
3: reason Kevin Feige decided to bring that over into his MCU. Yeah, was a quality show like Daredevil.
2: Yeah. Pop the Punisher. We got the Punishers because that, like Daredevil, like launched the Arrowverse of that part of you know Marvel.
3: Yep, exactly. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Adrena Patridge from the yeah. Hill is thirty-eight. Happy birthday, Adrena! She's a, a BTB guest from many moons ago from the Promoting the Hills. And uh, Grace Gummer, who is uh, Meryl Streep's daughter um, from the Newsroom, she's thirty-seven. That's birthdays a day. Um, and happy Star Wars Day! Um, it's um, was May the Fourth. Be with you. Okay. And, uh, and they say May the Sixth is Revenge of the Six, but. Uh, mm-hmm. Nonetheless, there's nothing for May 9th, but uh, I'm continuing with celebrating May the 4th, be with you on Star Wars Day. Closing out tonight's show, my pre-recorded interview from the Creative Coalition red carpet. We get to talk to once again Emily Swallow, the armorer from The Mandalorian. So this is uh, what
4: like the the third or fourth. Time. This is our
3: third interview with Emily. This is our. Yeah, first. she's awesome. Awesome, we interviewed her. So
4: fucking cool. You were
3: there, Martin. Yes, we're one of the first ones.
2: Yeah, remember she hung up on me. (laughs) (laughs) Like the biggest guest we ever had, got her upset.
3: (laughs) I think that was a a reception issue. Yeah, it was a technical issue. Right.
2: Like I was in the middle of saying something. I was
3: like, did she just hang up on me? And she called back. Yeah, exactly. But we talked her on the red carpet, and she talks about season three of The Mandalorian, and and I talked to her about if she would one day would like to remove the helmet and be. Like uh, Bo Katan and, and and the other uh, Mandalorians. Um, Walk both ways. You have to you have to listen to her response to that. So oh, that's, that's closing up tonight's show, guys. Um, so on behalf of this great panel, yes, the three amigos. That's right. It is the one and only Mike the General Zod, A.K.A. the man with the calming presence, A.K.A. the Zodi, A.K.A. Prince. There's one more. Which one that I miss? I can't remember. Persian none of
4: Prince, Persian Prince. Prince,
3: my royalty, Prince, my royal title.
4: I can have you killed for that. Oh, off with your head!
3: And that's right. He, an <laughs> he is the once and future king, the last Numenorean and one true knight. Only
2: knight serving King Charles.
3: That's it, serving King Charles. That's right. Long uh, live the king. Yes, and of course, uh, congratulations, Martin, on your new film project. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, that, is,
4: that is so – that's super exciting to it's hear. It's really cool. Yeah, Toxic
3: relationship, right? Yeah. And I actually got some cool news, too, um, on the film world. Um, Zod – oh, first of all, Zod, I know you watched our uh, our uh, Barcada DMV short yeah. films. Yeah.
4: Yeah, those were fun to watch. They were yes. really
3: so So uh, listeners, if you want to see yours truly, Al Soto, um, act in a uh, short film, uh, of course, with some of my fellow Filipino brothers and sisters, fellow artists, um, check out YouTube.com/slash at Barcada DMV, spelled B-A-R-K-A-D-A D-M-V for DC, Maryland, Virginia. Um, check out our film, The House Guest, our sequel, Very Mahusa and Pinoy Noir which is a play on the Pinot Noir wine. Pinoy being Filipino, right? You got it? You get it? Yeah.
4: <laughs> and, and Noir because they're mysteries.
3: They're mysteries and it's shot in black and white. So that's a anthology style. Uh, we've got two short films that are up there now for Pinot Noir and, of course, two films for the house Guest. And we're working on our third house guest uh, short film that I'll be doing ADR for. And incidentally, I have to do ADR for a SAG film that I did earlier in the year um called Step Back Doors Closing. I'm really excited for this film guys. That's um cool. I get to play a really really cool pivotal day player role um that interacts with the two lead actors who are um it's a basically a romantic comedy and these are the two two young leads that I, I have a conversation with in a really cool scene. So oh, that's I have cool, to, man Yeah, I got to do ADR for that. Um and hopefully we'll be seeing a premiere for that one as well. So things uh, things uh things are popping here on btb with uh like hearing stuff that we're doing you know everyone uh Zod doing the improv baltimore improv group <laughs> martin lopez going to atlanta we always got some cool projects going on as well so nobody's
2: that's getting too big for the show
3: yes nobody nobody, nobody.
2: too big for the show that's right yeah. that's
3: right so i guess on behalf of everybody in the panel um yes we're going to end Uh, once again emily swall on the red carpet talking about season three of mandalorian and of course the creative coalition a great organization please support the arts um if you're a a lobbyist in capitol hill um if you're a lawmaker we need the arts they make better people you know Mm -hmm. people need creativity in their lives not just math and science which are very very important Eh. very important but we also need the arts as well you gotta you gotta be balanced Gotta be balanced. Thank you. See, Sal, you're a scientist, engineer yeah. that has embraced the creative side of the improv world. So a renaissance man. See? I love it. And that's uh, why
4: the world needs more of that.
3: All right. So, on behalf of our three man panel tonight, Martin Lopez, Mike the General is on. I'm Al celebri Soto guys. We will see you guys next week. Until then,
5: peace. Verse
3: all right we're here with actress extraordinaire emily swallow from my favorite show the mandalorian which just had an amazing season three what was the season three highlight for you
0: oh my gosh there were so many there were so many yeah i feel like i have to categorize them i mean the most fun moment for me was whooping some pirate butt you know showing up with the hammer and tongs and just doing what needed to be done, but a more moving um, special moment for me, I think was the scene where the armorer calls Bo into the forge and asks her to remove her helmet and tells her that she is the one who can perhaps bring the Mandalorian people together. Because one of the things that I think is so incredible about that show. And one of the reasons I think storytelling is such an important thing for us as a culture is that it gives us an example of people putting aside differences and coming together. And it's so beautiful the way that the Mandalorians did that. Um, And I, you know, I sort of hope that there's encouragement that we can take from that too as a society right now because we're so polaroids polarized yes. and we're seeing each other's differences we're, and we're thinking you know well if this person votes for this person we have nothing in common if this person expresses their beliefs this way we have nothing in common and yet at the core we have a lot of values that are that are very similar
3: yeah but would you like to eventually in a future season of mandalorian kind of adopt the boca tan without the helmet to see to see the beautiful Emily swallow on
0: screen you know how long it takes to do all this though I love it on the show I just put the helmet on I don't have to worry about it it's great
3: And do you do most of your stunts
0: I do a lot of them I do what I can there I have to give credit where credit is due and there are people who are far better trained than I am to do a lot of them but Whenever I can get in there and get down and dirty and in the water, in the sand, I do it. And whenever I can pick up that hammer.
3: Yes, absolutely. And you had quite the expanded role uh, this season, so you should be really happy about that. And not only that, you're all in conventions everywhere. I am. I'm
0: on my way tomorrow morning to Calgary to go to a convention. Oh, wow. Yes. So you
3: won't be at the White House Correspondents Dinner tomorrow?
0: I will not. Okay.
3: But uh, more importantly, Star Wars Celebration, I was curious how that experience was for you.
0: It was incredible. I went for the first time last year in Anaheim and it just blew my mind because I've been to many conventions but I had no idea what this was going to be like and then going to London and you know, it was the first time that they'd had celebration there in several years. And um, and being at the height of the season with The Mandalorian, seeing so much love for the show, it was a lot of joy. I mean, I am just, every single time I get to interact with the fandom, it's a thrill because I grew up with Star Wars. And so to get to meet little kids who are now watching it with parents who are my age, who are watching it still with their parents, you know, who are my parents' age, who introduced it to me it's i mean i pinched myself i can't believe how blessed i am to be a part of it. it it truly
3: is a generational thing with star wars and one more question um i know dave filoni has been uh tapped to uh direct uh a film within star wars universe in the timeline of mandalorian book of boba fett and skeleton crew and ahsoka what are your thoughts uh, on that
0: I sure do hope the armor shows up. Yes. I mean, we're in good hands with Dave. I know that. There's yes. no question. So if, if he if he gives me a call, I will be there.
3: Heck yeah. We would also love to see the armor on there as well. Emily, thanks so much for talking to us here. Right, click on this.
0: So good to talk to you again. Amazing.
3: Thank you. Well, it has been a ill show tonight,
2: and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying. Until next time, keep chilling. Like a villain.